and that's why I said my last name. And I didn't even realize I said it. And it was someone that told me, like, hey, you know you doxed yourself in, like, episode five. I'm like, holy fuck, how did you know that? <laughs> it's fucking crazy that someone that's fucking funny. found that and pointed it out to me. Yeah. I never said my last name, but, I mean, Brent, everyone knows that. And, like, that's the whitest fucking name on the planet. There's not, <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not very many. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the coolest one I know of, though. I'll be honest, you might be the coolest one that I know, too. <laughs> I've met a bunch of them, and I hate all of them. <laughs> About to do some Highlander shit. They can be only one, bitch. <laughs> Start taking people out with the name Brent? Yeah. There you go. Shit, that'd make an interesting uh, Dateline episode. Yeah. Why did you do this? <laughs> they had my name. It's my name. <laughs> I'm the only one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, before we stop being funny all of a sudden, we got I'm going to Welcome everybody to episode number 81 of Biting the Bullet. I'm joined by my co-host Typo. Ayo! You fucking bitch. Fucking texting. I saw that shit. <laughs> it was... <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> and it's me, your boy Luke. And we're joined with a very special guest. Vet Arcist from Smoke Pit Storytime Podcast. Thanks so much, brother, coming on the show. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Nah, uh, thank you guys for having me on, man. I've been wanting to do this for a long ass time. I just didn't want to be a douchebag and ask. I know. Well, well, and I think I've said a few times you've asked me, and I'm pretty sure you've asked Typo because I, we were both talking about it, and uh, we just oh, about coming on my show. Yeah, about coming on your show, and we just kept fucking like not talking to each other because we're retarded, and then it'd be <laughs> like, oh, I told him that I was going to, and Typo's like, oh, I told him too. And then it, it, the dates were wrong. And then it's like, I have to go to Cali or I have to go to Indianapolis. And I was just like, fuck, dude, we got to get this guy on the show because first off, another vet in the freedom community. Yep. Fucking love it. One of the old dudes. I know. <laughs> you're one of the old dudes. And you're S2, which is Typo's wheelhouse. So yeah, that's what's up, dude. Yeah, you know, I got <laughs> to give some shout outs to the, the Intel community, I guess, every once in a while, even though it's always wrong, right? High GT scores in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I actually really want to know like what determines the GT score, because yeah. I've met, uh, like uh, you were you in the Marine Corps or the Army? I was in the Army. Okay, so uh, it's, it's 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 like the Marine Corps but without food stamps. <laughs> Fuck yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding but, dude <laughs> but what i was saying is like i don't know how they determine like the gt score or anything i don't know like everyone always tells me like oh that's the common sense i was like shouldn't you be looking that for that in for anyone you want to join the military right. like well it's like um, my, my squad my squad sergeant said um always used to say common sense isn't so common yeah i mean that's very true especially yeah, in the of, military yeah, yeah common sense is, isn't a common virtue yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then he'd also say common sense is a dangerous thing. He's like, because when all these motherfuckers agree, something stupid's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. And 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 like I don't know about you, but like like I don't even know if I consider myself the smartest person in Intel, but I have met some people that were under the MOS intelligence and they are not the brightest motherfuckers I have ever met. And one of the dumbest people I have met, honestly, were in yeah. the Intel community. And I don't really know Some what of the weirdest too. Yeah, oh, dude, well, the fucking biggest weirdos the weirdest. are in Intel. 
Yeah. By far the weirdest. And I could have like 30 stories coming off my head right now, but I can explain why they're so weird. And, but I just want to know like what, what determines like the GT score and like what, <laughs> like, is it just like the meteorocker? Like you're, you're kind of smart. So you can <laughs> be in military intelligence. You're, you're smarter like, you're than all the dumbasses. You're slightly smartest <laughs> yeah. than, than the other people. Like, I don't well, know what like determines a, on it. On a scale of, what yeah. It's yeah, like on it, the scale of Forrest Gump. Which one yeah. are, you? <laughs> are you Forrest or are you Gump, boy? Yeah. <laughs> you Bubba. <laughs> but but like uh how when did when were you in the army, I guess? Um I signed up in ninety nine. Um my freshman year of college. Um what made you do it? I just had to get the hell out of Atlanta, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why I joined. Yeah, I was a I was at a college party, like usual, um, and I didn't get home until like four in the morning, and then woke up at two. I was sitting there staring at the ceiling. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I, I went gotta took do a something. Shower. Yeah, went over there. Took took a shower. Went over. Yeah, there's like the strip mall where the recruiting stations are, and they're like all right next to each other. Yep. The Air Force guys weren't there. Um, and then the Navy, I was like, I don't do boats and shit, so <laughs> uh, Navy's out. And um, the Marine Corps guy just irritated the shit out of me because he was, he, you know, those dudes are just like so moto, and but they're dumb as shit. Yeah, that, like, I, that's one of my boots. He's a recruiter now. Yeah, he's like, so uh, what do you want to do in my core? <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near your fucking, what are you talking about? <laughs> your core. That's some gate. All right. Hey, that's never gate. mind. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the wrong place, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. And uh, I go into the army um, guy and the ranger, you know, ranger, dude was like, uh, had a ranger scroll and everything. And I already knew about, about all that shit because almost every one of my family, you know, my dad, stepdad, both grandparents or grandfathers and goes all the way back. And, uh, he just said what I wanted to hear, I guess. And I shipped out a week later. <laughs> oh shit. You did it quick. Oh, a whole, like, damn, do you sign that contract and a week later you were gone? Yeah. He was like, well, I told him what, exactly why I wanted to join the army. And he's like, think you can pass it your analysis. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> he goes do you promise not to do it while you're in i'm like yeah fuck it why not he goes all right i can fix the piss test oh shit Damn, <laughs> well, it was 1999 dude. the 90s were a different time man 90s were a different yeah. time all the way up until 99 it's once every, all, once all the computers took over man 2000 just went downhill from there yeah <laughs> well i guess in either case they still had someone looking at your dick it's just yeah right <laughs> and then <didn't>. uh <laughs> and then did you choose Intel or did they just give it to you? Yeah. He just had me do the, uh, the practice ASVAB. He's, and he goes, well, let's take the ASVAB and then we'll see what you're qualified for. And then maybe we can see something that works for both of us. I'm like, all right, I'm not buying a used car, but go for it. Um, <laughs> he is though. Yeah, he is. He's selling, <laughs> he's selling that shit. Um, it's like that. It's like that line in heat where, uh, that one dude that they played Bubba and Forrest Gump. She's like, what are you selling? He goes, all kinds of shit. 
<laughs> basically. And, uh, so yeah, I took the practice ASVAB and got the score and he goes, all right, just pick whatever you want. I'm like, all right, well, counter Intel sounds awesome. He goes, are you 21? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm fixing to turn 20. He goes, Hey, you gotta be 21. I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, pick name something else. He's like, when do you want to leave? I'm like tomorrow. He goes, and Intel analyst can, I can have you next week. That's the quickest one. I'm like, all right, cool. That's what I did. <laughs> of course he told me I was going to be like Jason doing Jason Bourne shit. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Talk about, did you see that whole, it was on Twitter today, but that whole fucking thread, I think Jared shared it, but it was about uh, recruiters and how uh, kids should know what they're signing up for. Like they know what they're signing up for when they join the military. And it's like, bitch, are you kidding me? Oh <laughs> God. Did you see that shit? Yeah, I started reading it and I'm like, I can't. It just gets this. you mad, right? I can't do this it, today. it just makes my blood boil sometimes. And I'm just like, ah, I want to fuck. Uh, I want to fuck somebody up. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. yeah. The Marine comes out of me and I'm just like angry in a corner. There's just, there's so much dumb shit on Twitter. I can't believe it. I know, <laughs> but I can't, I can't let it go either. Oh, it's like an abusive relationship. Yeah. You, can't, you can't leave. It's like the military. That's probably why I like Twitter so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm held against my will on in the military, but you know, yeah, yeah but like, it's, it's the like same thing with Twitter. Power. It's the same thing. Like you signed up for it. Like you signed up for Twitter. So you're yeah. going to put up with it because you signed up for it. And you're like, yeah. this is, even <clears throat> though it's bullshit along the way, you're like, I signed up for this. <laughs> this is my third account. <laughs> is it I, really? I'll be like, fuck this shit. Delete it. Boom. <laughs> Two months go by. Man, I wonder what them dudes are up to. <laughs> Start I was like, I'll, I'll just go, I'll just go on and like refriend those guys and just talk to them and not scroll through the timeline. Twenty minutes later, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> That's how none of this works. God. And uh, how long were you in the army? Uh, five years. So you got out in two thousand four. Yeah, right at the end of two thousand four. So what was it like when you were in the army when uh, 9-11 happened? Oh, did we freeze? Sorry, kind of froze up real quick. Oh. What was it like <laughs> when 9-11 happened? Yeah. Yeah, when um, you were in the military. I was in the battalion S2 shop and we had the TV on and uh, yeah. Uh, are, are we frozen? Oh, okay. Hold on. It's saying my connection's unstable. Oh, you're good. I'll edit this part out. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, on 9-11, I'd already been at my duty station. Um, but like originally I went to the reserve and then okay. um, I tried in basic. I was really into it. So uh, I tried to go active and they wouldn't change my contract. And I was like, I just signed it yesterday, man. Come on. And, uh, so as soon as I got back to my unit, I dropped my paperwork to go active and I went active like two months later. Um, and so I got to Fort Stewart in 2000. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, S2 shop I had the Fox news on cause that's the only thing we could have on in the two shop <laughs> and uh, reliable source. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm sitting, I just happened to look up and uh, 
I see the plane hit and I went, what the fuck? And there's people in there like our O3s in there, um, our um, battalion XOs in there, sergeant major, da 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 da, you know? And I go, oh shit. And I was like, everybody shut up. <laughs> everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? I'm like, holy shit, look. And everybody looks at that and like they all just go <laughs> and take off. Yeah, I bet. And then, um, I thought I was going to get attached to um, a unit that was going to ship out to go to Afghanistan right off the bat. And so they sent me to go pack my shit and then it got waved off. So that and seems deployed, to happen a lot. They just tell yeah. everybody that they're going and then they just like, Oh, never mind, You're not going. Yeah. And that happened a couple of times. And then, then we found out we were going to go to Iraq. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what the hell are we going there for? And then I got told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, like when, when, uh, when, like you saw like the plane hit the towers and on, yeah. on TV, like what, like did, did you think like right away, like, oh, we're, we're going or, like, and like, were you afraid or like, well, what did it feel like, like? I was like, I mean, everybody's scared, you know, but <laughs> I guess. It was almost like a cowbunga. It is. <laughs> guess where we dropping, boys? It's like I guess we're doing this shit now. And um, but then I immediately tried to call my mom because she lived in D.C. Oh, really? And so um, couldn't get through. Couldn't get through. And back then, uh, I think it might still be this way. I'm not sure. But the the text. I had a flip, I had a little, those little Nokia brick phones. Yeah, the like, brick phones. B, 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 you know, two, 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 nine and shit. you know, and it just spelled like a four letter word. And, but that was on a separate network than the actual, the call making part. So, yep, text her, text her back, we're good. She's like, they just hit the Pentagon. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. Cause they live right across like the river. Mm-hmm. They heard it. That's crazy. Well, that's the thing where it's like, uh, you know, at first nobody knew what happened. Like the first plane hit and it was like, yeah, they said a, it was like a Cessna or something. Yeah. And, it, and everybody, the first plane hit and everybody was like, did, was it an, it, it looks like an accident. Like at first, that's kind of what everybody, like the news stations were reporting. I remember yeah. that. And then, um they're like possible terrorist attack and that's what was weird like they started saying that right out like all around the same time and then mm-hmm. when the news stations were already covering that's when the second plane hit and it was like this is a terrorist attack but not like i still wouldn't have thought like if i was more cognitive than i was at that age um i wouldn't i don't think i would have thought immediately like oh that's a terrorist attack like until the pentagon got hit i found out the pentagon got hit you know like that just, yeah. that seems more of a, okay, this is like this, <laughs> it's two places. Like it could be something crazy. I guess two planes make sense as a terrorist attack, but I don't know. I think the Pentagon getting hit would have been like an absolute, oh yeah, we're getting attacked by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw it, it was the second one and uh, it was nuts, man. And then I was like, yeah, I guess this is, this is real army now yeah right you were just, you were just like, like what the fuck did i do with my life <laughs> were you already and, were, did you already hate the army at that point 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you regretted going active duty? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And did I mean, you, uh, at, least, at least, at least at the reserve unit, it was with us. We uh, shared a building with the psychological operations. Them dudes are fun. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did you have any experience with that at all? Uh, just mess with my buddies when they were dropping acid. That's about it. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, you psychopath. <laughs> um. um. When you found out you were going to Iraq, what, what I mean, you obviously said like, "What the fuck why are we going there?" But like, what, yeah. did you did you actually go to Iraq? Yeah, I did, and I knew well before everyone else. Um, obviously, yeah, and so the only in, good intel you got. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, well, I guess it's start time to study," you know, and so all the way leading up, I made like these thick binders full of like. It was like a doctorate's level thesis on Iraq, and yeah. like I should have kept that shit. I you was a fucking yeah. idiot for you classifying should've. it. I have some of mine. Never mind. I don't have anything on <laughs> <in> my laptop. <laughs> Funny thing is, if you're the one that classified it, you can declassify it. Ooh. I know that because I worked secu- I, I I was security also for uh, yeah. like the information security. I don't know if that gets pumped pushed on you in the army but like they oh, kind of yeah. gets pushed on us and then okay yeah. makes sense <laughs> physical security level four uh, certified yeah i almost uh, got i see like you guys had your ts and i almost got my ts i was secret but i was trying to be a security TS, manager sci thank you oh <laughs> it's sci was, bitch it's better somehow <laughs> i was i was i was trying to there was a certain point where i was trying to stay in japan and because uh, I had a girlfriend there, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna try and stay in Japan." And uh, and she was a was, wook. Yeah, she was a wook. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I I was trying to stay in Japan, and I was trying to get my um, TS and pick up sergeant all at the same time, so I could go be a security manager down on one of the other bases. Yeah. Or EKMS, right? Yeah, for EKMS, you know, electronic key management systems. Mm. Um, so, cause I ran, I ran our vault for comm and stuff like that. And that was like a, like, I did that since I was a PFC all the way through being a corporal. And then, uh, then I ended up PCSing, but I was trying to get my TS and that shit's fucking annoying, man. They want so many fucking people. And I was like, I'm going to give you people. And these people haven't talked to you or talked to me in like two and a half years because they want like all these references and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, these people, I don't know these people any fucking more, but I'll ask them if they'll be my fucking representative. But then I put like a staff sergeant that was from another unit, or I think I put a master uh, master sergeant from another unit. And I, I just never heard back from anything. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'm not staying here. I'm PCSing. Yeah. It, that actually reminds me of something. You, you had a TSSCI when you were in the army? Mm-hmm uh did they okay do you know how the investigation went for that like did they did you have to give up like uh people to represent you kind of like oh, yeah what, what i got a copy about? of it oh I a, what I got, a, I got a copy of the investigation did did your family or friends or coaches teachers whoever they interviewed did they were they weirded out by it i don't know i didn't ever talk i did i was like i don't talk to these people anymore so wow I don't, I don't know. 
See, I went back to my town. My dad said uh, that they had talked to him. Yeah, they talked to my parents, and that was the first people I talked about. But I went back to my town after I graduated Intel school, and I ran. I have. I live in a small town, so I ended up running into my coach, my football coach, and he was like, "You know, two guys in black suits came to see me to talk about you, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "I thought they were here for because I invaded taxes in 2009." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you should have been like, "Well, it. you know, that job was for the IRS, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh and also another teacher i had in high school i ran into him as well and he was like i never had the biggest heart attack in my life when two federal agents came in the classroom and then gave me this like finger wiggle like come to the back and he's and they're two guys in suits i had no idea who they were but all of a sudden i thought they were like in higher authority so he's like Oh, class, calm down and fucking goes out and talks to him. And they're asking about me. And he was like, I almost wanted to tell them the truth about you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, why didn't you, Dan? (laughs) And uh, yeah. And then he was like, but I told him you were a good kid. And he, and then my band, uh, it was my band teacher. And he was like, that was the first time I ever lied in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Are you an asshole? (laughs) I did ban I did ban because ban was an easy credit and I didn't have to do that much and I told my band teacher that and he was not very happy with that answer when I told him I was doing ban because you hurt his heart yeah I did (laughs) but uh he I mean I mean I guess he hooked me up because he told I I ended up getting my SCI but I was just curious how like if they were as thorough as they were I mean that was 13 years before yeah i mean it's a a pretty thick file that's great i never got any sort of file or anything and they i showed up at my unit and my very first unit i didn't even have my tsci yet and then it wasn't until i five months later i transfer units and then it came in it was like oh you you got your tsci now yeah yeah, I ended up being friends with one of the guys that worked at the uh, OPM office. And I was like, hey, okay, can you look up my file? He goes, yeah, you want it? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, hold on. Do, 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 do. So. Did, uh, did, um, did you ever, I mean, I don't know if I should ask you this, but were you ever exposed to the, that level of information? Uh, regarding what? <laughs> Like, were you ever exposed to TSSCI level classified information? Yeah, it was the same dumb shit. Well, was it like frequently or was it every once in a while? Um, uh, probably only like a handful of times. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing was like when you start learning the classifications and what they mean, like they don't quite mean like what you thought they meant growing up. You know what I mean? No, I remember I was like, Oh, this is going to be some spicy shit. I can't wait to read this. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. I already knew this. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone already knows this. (laughs) I, uh, I, one time I went back home and I got drunk with my high school friends and they found out I was intelligent and, uh, not intelligent, intelligent. Yeah. And they asked me, like, no military intelligence is oxymoron, don't you? Exactly. But they asked me, they were like, 
they're like, oh, so you know some classified stuff. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I know classified stuff, but like, I don't think you think what that means. And the first question that my high school friend asked me was, did Bush do 9-11? <laughs> well, that wasn't what her real name was, but you know. <laughs> I was like, uh, I have, I have no idea. Like I, that's like, you think they're going to like tell some 19 year old PFC <laughs> in the Marine Corps, like, Hey, just let you know, just cause you're Intel now Bush did nine 11. So we can go yeah. to war. Like you think that you're just going to spill that right away. It's a 19 year old kid. <laughs> it's like, bro, wait till you find out. Wait till we tell you about JFK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it just goes to show like how like stupid we fucking all are. Like, <laughs> Like we don't even under like if you if you never joined some of these things like you don't even under like we you don't even understand half of what is going on even if you're in it and so you know even less when you are when you aren't in it. Yeah, I think the best thing the military does is hone your bullshit meter. Yeah, it's, like, it's really yeah. Easy to well fucking calibrated by the time you ETS. Hey, you'll get it on the back end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Means never. <laughs> yeah. No, no. What he meant to say is you'll get it in the back end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my. Well, bad. I think that. Messed I think that's words. one thing. Uh, the one thing great about vets, at least that's the most vets that I've encountered, is uh, their bullshit meter is pretty fucking good. Yeah. If, if someone's fucking telling them something, you can almost smell it really quick. You're like, okay, yeah. this is fake. Especially if you meet somebody, you know, they start telling stories and shit. Like, oh yeah! Oh yeah! The stories come without out, anyone like, asking them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you're oh, like, yeah. "Whoa, whoa, 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 dude! That was that move, that shitty movie on Netflix." <laughs> it had thumbs that's, down too. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a another story. thing too. Uh, veterans watch like all the shitty war movies so they can crap on them with their friends. Like this is so oh, bullshit. I can't I can't watch one and not talk shit. And I'm not, I wasn't even a high-speed soldier. I mean, I was E4 Mafia. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, n- none of us were high-speed. Like, I don't yeah. think we got two Intel guys and a radio operator, and nothing about <laughs> us screams high-speed. Well, it's like, yeah. it's the weird thing. Like, the military, you either got to know somebody or, you like, you play their game, and so, you, like, you fail upwards. <laughs> but if you... If if you're in a unit and you're hard charging and the people above you, that makes them uncomfortable or insecure, you're not going anywhere. No. I Yeah, you find that out pretty quick, too. Yeah, it was just like wanting, six months in. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Just wanting to know your job better is like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I ended up calling. I even called Branch in D.C. Did like, you really? Yeah, I was like, you got to get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, help my, me! I was like, my lying ass piece of shit recruiter said I was gonna go to freaking Fort Meade, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a I had a buddy I went to AIT with. That's where he went, and I I uh, called him. I was like, How, "How's your duty station, man?" He's like, "Dude, I haven't worn a uniform in like two years." <laughs> oh shit! I was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta go, or I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. And I was That's like, something. He's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know, Hawaii. He goes, all right, that's actually open. Schofield Barracks. I'm like, mm, fuck it. And uh, 
so I got I came down on orders and then like they never came like all right I should be in here any day and I called branch again he goes you 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 rescinded the orders I'm like I don't have the clearance I can't do that I can't say no I'm not going (laughs) it was my sergeant major (laughs) your sergeant major was like nope nope so apparently I came down on orders like three different times and I never knew about it that's fucking insane Uh yeah so that's good. Well, he's mad because he got a DUI and I saw it on the blotter. And so <laughs> I, had to, I had to do the paperwork. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't supposed to do the paperwork. <laughs> Damn it. Dude. Fuck me Dude, for people, doing my job. Like, people, will get, people will get butt hurt because, like, when they get in any sort of uh, legal situation, no matter what it was in the military, you'd have to, like, report it for their clearance and shit like that. Yeah. People would get so fucking offended by it. EOD, oh, bro. This, this is how I this is how I found out like the ins and outs of like the piece of shit uh, that the staff and COs were the officers because oh, I was the one shit, that dude. I had to report on their uh, like for their security clearance and stuff like any minor offense like I had to like hey uh, security manager like this is what's going on fucking this dude did this this whatever and then like their commander's uh, uh, discretion of like if they're a good Marine or not a good Marine or whatever. Like I had to do all that shit and they were not very happy telling a Lance corporal, uh, <laughs> the shit they did when they were on Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Confession, bitch. Yeah. Our, our, uh, our unit in Japan was so like understaffed in both Intel comp, like basically all the S shops we were understaffed. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was usually a Lance corporal and sometimes a PFC when I first, when I first got there, a lance corporal or a PFC like in charge, and so yeah. like yeah, so E two E threes for all those people that don't know. Um, yeah, I like, was an E four. Yeah, I was I was the S two NCOIC. Yeah, that's at a, well, at a battalion <laughs> in third ID. That was that was that was typo, and then yeah. he was an E three. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> 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 I went from E3, E4, back to E3 my last, like, nine months in the Marine Corps. Typo got NJP'd well, the day he was supposed to pick up E5. Oh, yeah. I, uh, well, they, I got my Article 15. And What was it for? What was it for? What was it for? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't say, then don't say, but I just yeah. wanted to know. For stuff that I do now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were you? You didn't get kicked out? No, because I did the paperwork on myself. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> he got, and actually, he he was gonna bust me down, back down. He was gonna bust me down um, to E two, and I was like, "Well, I know I made a mistake." I was like, "But I thought I feel like that." Um, uh even before, like, because oh, this is the thing. I got picked to be a lifeguard that summer. Did you guys have to do like different duty, like extra duty no, stuff? Like, not around? anymore. They, they, well, this no, is not really. Yeah, this was, well, this is pre, yeah, pre, pre, um, giant Iraq invasion, uh, yeah, engorging of the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were, <laughs> it was one of the, so it's gonna, this is gonna turn into a long, dumbass story. <laughs> I can't fucking, I'm ready. Me. I'm ready. <laughs> Well, we were in formation. You know, like you don't ever volunteer for anything. Yep. 
Well, they said, all right, who, who can swim? I'm like, it can't be that bad. I'm kind of the token. So I might be able to go do something fun. So I raised my hand. They're like, all right, report to the aquatic center. I'm like, bet. It was, for, and then uh, it was for to be a lifeguard. That's what I found out. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'd rather count be volunteered me. for that than <laughs> count, count me in. How many black guys did you save? Uh, like four or five. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, get on the dive board. I'm like, "Can you swim, bro?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Get your ass off that diving board." (laughs) That what? All right, fuck. All right, one, two. Don't win today. I jump in, save him. And this was just not just just black like. It, not trying to stereotype, but there's everybody's got their dumb asses, and um, and uh, I would just kick people out like anybody, like, especially if I was on the diving board side of like, can you swim? No, don't jump off of that shit. <laughs> and it just there'd always be one, there's always one. Fuck, <laughs> so where uh, typo tricked me into sound like a racist. <laughs> that's what i do damn it typo (laughs) fucking blue falcon um no i'm just kidding um yeah so you just get dumbass people that want to do stuff so yeah but being a lifeguard was fun that was slack as hell and um that was the best job i had in the army for sure (laughs) and um yeah because you know third ID is artillery. So when they'd be at the range, it sounded like thunder. So we'd call thunder and close the pool down. <laughs> sit there all You're afternoon playing, dom- playing, playing fucking dominoes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Dude, you find you, that's the thing about, I think that's what the military taught me. It taught me to like find ways to get out of shit. Like you yeah. become a professional skater, like oh, skate dude. through life. Yeah, I'm that because we were all from different units. All the lifeguards were all from right. different units, and they were all cool as shit. It was like like from day one. Uh, this one dude was a sergeant, and he was like, "Y'all want to come over to my house and hang out after we're done?" Like, yeah. And uh, it was like a month of training, though, dude. I was I'd never been in that good of shape before. Yeah. Oh, um, you had to train to be. A, oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. You got to save. Yeah. Well, the two guys that ran the. Yeah, the two guys that ran the program were um, like special forces divers. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, they swam. We swam like a motherfucker. I got where I could swim like a mile at a time. That's insane. <clears throat> I don't think I ever want to be able to do that. Yeah. The fastest <laughs> mile time I had was like like 12 minutes or something stupid like that. <clears throat> Dude, I don't know if I could run that right now. I could probably run a mile in 12 minutes. I'm a liar. But still, like that's insane. I can get down to the end of my uh, driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I can get down to the end of my driveway. No, uh, I'm working on that shit. Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, after you get out, it's it's like hard to stay motivated to continue. Like some people are. Like, don't get me wrong. I was yeah. just done with like waking up early <clears throat> as shit to work out. Every yeah. Day. So basically, but you still what you what happened? What had happened was is that. Um, you still drink <laughs> the same amount shit. like you like, yeah, the same amount, 
but you're not your output isn't the same right <laughs> yeah no that's true yeah. i yeah yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. i i think i stopped I, when i first got out i think the first two weeks i didn't do a damn thing and then uh i got annoyed with myself because i wasn't doing anything and instead of going to the gym i just decided to go work like full time until i started college yeah i went and did a i got a security job when i first got out yeah and it's the easiest Which job i think to is get. what we all do yeah <laughs> it's the easiest job to get yeah type, of, work, uh, type of work security yeah, that's yeah, killed, yeah that killed me that review y'all did on the marine <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun I know we we got some more planned, but we haven't. We've been fucking bad about it. But the Marine yeah, was we'll, fucking hilarious. We'll <laughs> we'll find the next shittiest uh, military movie, and we'll have you come on for a review. <laughs> oh, That'd be fucking awesome, dude. They're fun. I mean, like it's dude, my favorite it's army. Kind my favorite of military movie. Yeah, my favorite army movie is in the army now. <laughs> I haven't seen that with Paulie Shore. Oh, yeah, I haven't I seen like, that. I feel like I have seen that, but let's do a movie review on that. I'm down. Oh, okay. It's awesome. It's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's silly as shit. Yeah, and Pauly yeah. Shore, I mean, that dude fucking fell off. Speaking of fucking Pauly From, Shore. It was, that was the movie that killed his career. <laughs> yeah. Depicted the military in a un, <laughs> unfavorable light. Yeah. No, I mean he cut all his hair off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got the, um, you know them dudes that let their hair grow too long, the real shitty dudes. That's mm-hmm. like he got his hair cut that short. Oh, nice. It's like, dude, that's... just should have just went for it. Andy Dick did. Andy Dick got a high and tight. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Fuck that. Did did they make you guys get high and tights? Yeah. That's crazy. Because it, well, like, it's not, it's not like like, yeah, but it wasn't like a flat top. It's not like the Marine Corps high and tight. No, the Marine Corps high and tight is Maybe. fucking intense. I was like, why didn't you just shape, do it all one? You didn't even need. There's nothing to fade into. Yeah, no, they don't fade it. That's the thing. They literally. That, that's why they. Well, that that's why they call us jarheads because our fucking heads look like a jar because it's like <laughs> a little bit of hair on top and yeah. then it's just fucking skin tight all around the crown of your head. Yeah, it's the stupidest looking haircut I've ever seen. Yeah, and then once you get you know, you get into your unit or whatever, and then you let that just that part grow out. Yeah, well, it's like a faux hawk, but the only reason you do it is because it's a pad for your K-pot when you go to the field. <laughs> right, because there's no padding in those damn helmets. No, I bought one though. But that shit gets nasty quick. See, that's the crazy part. So, like, uh, it, I was talking to somebody about this before. Um, in the original, like in the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot mm. of people bought their own um gear because first off they either had the money for it it was a lot cheaper and they had the money for it and the gear that you got was trash but the Mm -hmm. only thing that is different is now you're not allowed to bring your own gear like you're not allowed to bring bring our own shit oh really well we get in trouble for it like they'll take they'll confiscate that shit Mm -hmm. like i know i knew plenty of guys um my uncle he was uh in the army And I think he was in the original invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan, or in one of them. I don't remember which one. I think he was a little bit after, mm-hmm. uh, like 2004, 2005. So it wasn't the original invasion. Um, but he was in one of the, like, some pretty main battles during that time. And mm-hmm. I mean, he had his own rifle set up and everything. 
Yeah, well, that's different. Yeah, but like that that's not allowed anymore. Like you're uh, no no way in hell. We weren't even allowed to have porn. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you at least you guys could do that. Yeah. Well, we're not supposed to do that, but it's a lot easier to get across now. You know, everybody has a flash or a flash drive or a yeah, terabyte dude, hard drive. Dude, the, dude, the Marine Corps. Those had the just Marine come Corps. out when I, when I, we deployed. Those little thumb drives had just come out on the market. And they were like 500K. <laughs> and, and they were like 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I went and got one that was like 64 gigs for like $8. That's fucking <laughs> crazy. You're watching it in like 180 fucking P. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, yeah, basically. What, what were you about to say? I almost, I, almost feel, I almost feel like you guys are like, tell me what it was like when you were in Grandpa. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got fucking horses. <laughs> well. Well, I need to know these things, dude. I need, <laughs> I need to know. Well, I, I'm sorry. I just thought it was very interesting that you were no, in the cool. military when uh, 9-11 happened. Yeah. Like, yeah it was strange, be, man. Crazy. Like, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, that was, you know what? That was the moment the world changed. Yeah. Like, yeah, at least for to us. To be honest. Yeah, for sure. I remember, like, how it felt watching that happen. And because, like, prior to that, we were just all... <laughs> Holy Fuck shit, around. dude! They got like eighteen packs of Miller Genuine Draft at the uh, Class Six for like eight dollars. Yeah, and that's how we and are that, now, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, but that feeling of like dread when that shit happened—it's almost like the kind of the like the world was like bright and like super colorful, and then like that ha- that moment in time happened, and like the whole world just got like a couple shades grayer. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I can remember that exact moment. Yeah, I mean, I think even, I mean, I think Luke's the kind of the same way. Is like when, I don't know if it's just everyone in America, but I was in second grade when 9-11 happened, and I, I still remember the day. I still remember the day, and I almost, I, I mean, at least in some level, probably joined for uh, the, to at least some reason. Yeah, a feeling for fighting, you know, fighting against something that we thought was evil. Um, and this is something I kind of wanted to bring up with you guys. Um, but we're, we're not like the podcast for like intellectuals. At least I, I would not say that Biden the bullet is for the intellectual community. Um, well, you can be, yeah, well, here's, here's the thing about intellectuals. (laughs) What is, is, who is it? Is it Rothbard? I don't know. It depends on what you're about to say. At the center of every catastrophe, there's a inter, uh, uh, intellectuals at the center of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I who, know said, who that. said that. You yeah. said that. That's all I know. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harkist OG on Twitter said up. that shit. <laughs> yeah. But so. uh, what I what I just mean by that is like I I like at least for me. I mean, your podcast is what it is for you, but for us is like it was never to like be the intellectual for like what's the driving theory to for liberty right. ours was just kind of like the the home for people that are are veterans no matter mm-hmm. what what you are it's just like a, like you're not alone in your thoughts and it's not that someone said this today when when um someone brought i was saying that uh 
Um, Ron, so Ron Paul, when he was running for election in 2012, he got like a significant amount of active duty military votes. Mm -hmm. And all I said was, um, it, to me, I think that there's a lot of people in the military that don't actually want to go to war as much as people think. Mm -hmm. And then I got some pushback from people saying that they, they really disagree, but I kind of think that on some level, there's some people, yeah, they, they, um, part of them joins to for that glory of fighting for their country. Mm-hmm. Some level, I think it's a lot of people that are just lost and don't know what they want to do with their lives. That's the majority. It, 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 exactly. And then there's that part of the military that joined because there's, you know, uh, some sort of benefits that they can gain out of it. Like, somehow. Yeah. 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 And I think that, most people that join the military is like you said, the, the lost bunch. And I don't think that they join. And then all of a sudden they just want to go kill a bunch of Iraqi or Afghanistan people. They, Mm -hmm. they're just doing what they're told and the environment themselves kind of pushes them to that level. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I was just trying to, like, I was going to ask you guys, like, do you think that most people in the military are bloodthirsty animals that want to go to war? Or do you think that most people join the military and they realize like, Oh shit, this is nothing like I thought. And I'm just going to do what I'm told until like the day I can get the fuck out. I think the majority is like, they're trying to find a sense of belonging. I mean, I think, I feel like that's kind of what I was doing. Like I had, I wanted to pay for college. Like that was one of my reasons. And that's probably the reason that I would give the most like validity. Just to, to, just to interject really quick, Luke. Um, do you think that that level of you joining because you wanted mil- or college experience, was that because uh, you truly wanted to go to college and get a degree or is it because you were told that's how you would succeed in life? Oh, it's mm-hmm. absolutely because I was told that that's the way to succeed okay. in life. Like I, okay. because well, I mean, that's what everybody's told, right? Especially yeah, yeah our yeah. generation. So, like, I, I think the millennial generation has definitely been sold the lie that college is the only way that you can be successful yeah. in the United States. And yeah. so, like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go. I didn't want to fuck it. I didn't want to. I, my parents were surprised when I joined the military because I had always spoken out, like, against – because I kind of started figuring out – see, that's the thing. I feel like I'm like a, a lot of my ideology was kind of getting set before um, I had even joined the military. I was very left leaning. Like I thought a lot of the wars were bad, but I thought I could uh, honestly, you know, when you're 18 and you're a fucking male, you feel like you can do something about it and maybe help people in some certain way. You can be different than the people that came before you. So that was one reason for why I joined. And then the other part was, I didn't like, I had a couple really good friends. It was probably like two really good friends, but even then I still felt like a little bit, not of an outcast or an outsider. Cause I had, I had a shit ton of friends, but I had two close friends. You know what I mean? And even with those close friends, I didn't really feel like I fit in with those two close friends. So it was like, all right, let's go be a part of something bigger. And that's kind of what I saw the military as. Um, and I always thought I had a very, uh, I don't know, uh, like noble streak in me. Like that's what I thought I was doing. And, but I mean, almost instantly after I joined, I was like, Oh, this is all bullshit. It's what I kind of always thought it was. And there's no changing this system. I don't know. Was it the same for you? That Arcus? 
Yeah, there's a lot of that. I think I think a, there's probably a common theme amongst threat amongst us too. Um, definitely not everybody in the military, but I think a majority is that like none of us like bullies. And so all growing up and we're kids, you know, we're America. We defend the world from bullies. Right. <laughs> no, I, that's a very good. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what, you know, that's part of it. And then I think, you know, like for me, the college, yeah, I was in college, right? but I was pissing away that opportunity um, and kind of going right down like a really bad road. And um, just not getting anywhere, you know? And yeah. so I just, I went in because I wanted to get my life sorted out. Yeah, and it may, yeah. they sell they sell that bill of goods like like it'll sort your life out for you. Oh, it did. I was like, I got to straighten my shit up and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how I was too in high school. I was getting in trouble a lot my senior year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never got in trouble, but I could feel the heat coming around the corner. Yeah. You know, it was, it was getting warm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. never got in and, real trouble, but I was getting in yeah. trouble that could land me in some hot water. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were, would you say that when you were in the army that um, a little bit of that rebellious uh, uh, feeling or ideas like, like, like you have now was, was, was there when you were in the army? Like, yeah, almost immediately, like kind of like when you almost join and then after you're there for like a six months to a year, you're like, oh, this is kind of bullshit. I think it developed that in me. Oh, oh. really? You don't think you had that like rebellion, rebelliousness before? I did, I did, but it was more internal. Gotcha. It was more and, internal strife than an external yeah. force. Yeah. And you know, because I like, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know, I'm a big deal. I'm like six, almost six, four. And I'm like the gentle giant, you know, that's the way I always was except for it. Like I couldn't stand bullies. Like I'd fight a bully in a heartbeat. Yeah. No, I get that. And uh, cause I was the fat kid and then I hit high school and I shot up and then started running all the time and doing like Muay Thai and shit. So yeah. And then, but I was just, I kept a lot of that inside and the army just brought it out. I was, you know, it's crazy how something so strict a proper Celt. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's crazy. How are you talking about? <laughs> it's crazy how something so strict brings out the, I need to color outside the lines attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, and I also think part of that mentality is also why I, I was pretty decent at being an Intel analyst. Honestly, I think that's why a lot of people are, the people that are really good at their jobs are usually that type of person. You know what I mean? Like everybody that I know, uh, regardless of what their uh, military occupation was, um, if they were damn good and it was like, that's the person you need to go talk to. It wasn't the motard. It wasn't the motivated NCO or something like that. It was usually like the very, it's like, don't hang out with that guy. But if you need to ask him questions or if you need to ask somebody questions about this specific job, you should go yeah. talk to that guy. Yeah. And I got lucky and had a good mentor. Really? Um, who was from a different, he was in a different unit, but we met at a training class and uh, he was like a <clears throat> CW three. Chivos, man. Chivos are the fucking best. Yeah. And he was an anarchist. Oh, wow. What? That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, he said he and uh, he was about to re- he's going to retire in like a couple like two years. I was like, how have you been an anarchist all the time? He's like, oh no 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 no. He's like, I'm new. He goes, it was like two years ago. He's like, I might as well finish out the rest of the time and get paid. So oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you made it that far, even if I come with the ideas that I do now, I'd be like, yeah, I'm still going to get that retirement and <laughs> bank yeah. as long as I can, as there. long as the empire, yeah. as long as the empire's here, I'm banking. <laughs> yeah. He told, and he's the one that told me, he's like, don't reenlist, get out. <laughs> really? So, That's interesting. Well, and but it, it's interesting to a point, but at the same time, I, t- I fully believe that because every Chivo that I met and I, I came into contact with a couple chief warrant officers for those of you that don't know what a chief warrant officer is it's a uh oh what's the best way to explain this they're not officers they're not enlisted but they're they're like a cross in between and they use they're 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 outside of the chain of command they're they're typically technical experts yes they're technical experts on their military occupation and so like one of the ones that i met that i really enjoyed talking to uh, he was a chief warrant officer five, which is what we call a unicorn. There's not a lot of them, but he is was in charge. The, is that the lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a straight bar. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it's just a straight bar. And, and like for us, what is it? It's like red. It's like red. I think ours is red, gold, red, gold. Yeah. And whatever. Anyways. So he's a chief warrant officer five. And he, uh, he was Chief, well, Chief Warrant Officer 5 Morlang, and he was in charge of EOD. And that dude was just a, he was, he was the EOD, like, technical expert. And he was there when, I mean, he, he had a blue sh- blow shit up. Right. And he watched a lot of people get blown up because EOD wasn't really a thing until Iraq and Afghanistan. The, like, the first one, uh, it, like, Desert Storm. And yeah. so that's when they started really running into IEDs and things like that. And yeah, what they heard that it was like, send up an E1 with a K bar. Yeah, basically. And you shovel the dirt with your K bar, but then they started, they're like, all right, we need to figure out how to, um, you know, deactivate these things or at least make it more safe for troops to roll through in desert storm. And he, w- he was telling me all this shit and he was like, we, they would literally like, they just trial and narrated it and every fucking movement that a person would make uh, the, the new EOD MOS would make, they would radio it back. So it's like, all right, I'm going to, this is what I'm seeing. And they'd have to explain everything. And so it was, it was really cool learning about that. But for chief warrant officers, they're always out. It's like you said, they're outside the command and Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting position to be in. And it makes a lot of sense that he was, turned off to the notion because every chief one officer i've met they were like this political bullshit is bullshit Mm -hmm. i do my job that's all i do kind of thing and that's why a lot of them went warrant yeah Um, exactly and like like why master guns go master gun or master sergeant instead of first sergeant you know what i mean right exactly um yeah it's uh it's it's really weird because like they can approve their own leave and shit (laughs) yeah exactly because <laughs> like cw5 that's all that's like the equivalent of a colonel yeah yeah, yeah. cw5 is is it's up there and he yeah. would he would always he would always call our uh our battalion commander who was a lieutenant colonel by his first name and meetings yeah. and shit like that <laughs> it was very weird very weird because i was weird. there for the meetings <laughs> it's almost like uh 
first time he does it and it's like that that kevin hart gif i'm always using it's like you ain't gonna do shit, shit. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly when when you, you you were intel so like were you uh were you in a lot of different uh like uh higher up staff meetings mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was, I was yeah. the one that was given the briefings yep okay and then it's very similar to my experience. Um, was there ever like, so like, obviously I, I'm sure you probably know this too, but there was always this uh, sort of opposition against uh, intelligence and operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, operations would always say they're, 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 they drive the intelligence community and intelligence side would always say that intelligence drives operations. Mm-hmm. Um, was there ever. Can't, can't do shit if you don't know shit. Right. Y- yeah, exactly. Um, but was there ever a time for you that uh, there would be someone would ask you like a serious questions for like operations uh, meaning mm-hmm. and it would almost like freak you out a little bit, especially when you were like probably younger? Mm. No, I mean, there was this one. <laughs> it's like, absolutely always, not. <laughs> well, I was like, I got unprepared, caught unprepared once. Yes. Okay. That shit was never going to happen again. Yeah. Dude, isn't that the way shit goes? Yeah. I hate, I, did, I hate being wrong or like left out of a situation. Yeah. And that, um, that warrant officer kind of coached me after that. Yeah. And so like, um, if someone have a question I didn't know, I would be honest. I'm like, you know, that's something I need to look into more. I'll hit you up after, you know, later on today, uh, and, uh, fill you in on that. Did it, did it ever, did it ever piss you off when someone asked a question that you never thought of before? <laughs> no. Oh, I would get so Cause mad. That, I would, Cause I was, I was the one that was always, uh, you know, I always, I always get fussed at for asking too many questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I was, was like, I didn't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would they do this? Da, da, da. They've got this capability here. Wouldn't you think it'd be it'd make more sense that they would do this, this, or this? That was me. And I was like, "Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up?" Yeah, then, that was did, that was me with comms. Yeah. Did you did was no. it called uh, IPB when you were in like an intelligence preparation on the battlefield? No. Oh, I can't remember. Did what you it call called. it IPOE intelligence preparation of the operating environment? <laughs> Man, I don't know these wizard words. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Does the army use to... acronyms? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know what they were. <laughs> <laughs> what you were intelligence? Like we had to know that shit, like by heart, or they like, like, like a lot of times too, they would make us memorize that shit, but not understand the meaning of them. But as long as we understand what the terms mean, they would be okay somehow. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, we had to know like all the acronyms for everything even i mean i never explicitly worked with like counter in, uh counter uh insurgency mm-hmm. mine was always conventional um when you were in iraq was yours more counter insurgency or conventional oh it was conventional that was 03 yeah yeah, yeah so, so we yours were the, was we were the insurgents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yours was like more for like the the conventional army against the uh, Iraqi army, correct? Let's throw yeah. tanks through buildings. Yeah, it was it was a hundred percent like it was like it, that was Desert Storm two that yeah. portion. Gotcha, gotcha. Was 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 uh did it ever change for you, or did it always stay conventional when you were there? 
Yeah, that, that probably didn't change until we handed off the fourth ID. Okay, okay. Then that That's... started the peacekeeping portion. Oh, um, that sounds pretty... gross. Yeah, yeah we, just, we... we kicked out all we did is like we did the B and E, and uh, you know, because we we went up one side of the country and the Marines went up the other side. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, so. Yeah, I, I would say that. Like, I, I mean, I don't know for you, but like, intelligence for like a conventional army was so much easier than yeah. uh, counter counterinsurgency. Like, yeah. like a thousand times easier. Yeah, I mean, you would you would get maybe some people, but it was still like regular military at the time. Okay. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot more sense actually. So I, you still you still had certain factions that started popping out, you know, here and there, like their like their version of the Boog Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you more about that Chiwo three. They so, actually shot at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shit. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, I want to ask you more about that Chiwo three. So you said he was an anarchist, right? Yeah. So is that where he turned me on? He turned me on to Pennywise. Oh, okay. Wow. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. So that, so like, that's where the, the thought process of you now kind of culminated right there. Yeah. Or did it take a while? It took a while because once I got out, it was more or less like the typical t- things you go through. Like once you become a civilian again, yeah, a lot of self-destructive behavior and all that stuff. And then, Absolutely. I, then I went like full neocon. <laughs> <laughs> dude it kind of does it kind of feels like that like that's when i look back at some of the shit that i was saying that like when i first got out i was like damn that's super neoconish like what the fuck was wrong with me yeah it's kind because of, you know like you know battered women will still defend the husband right yeah it's the stockholm that's syndrome a, yeah that's it you know kind of like that you know and once i kind of got my ass off my shoulders about two I don't know, probably about 2016 when Trump got elected. Um, That's what did it for you? Yeah, well, I voted for him. Oh, gotcha. And then when they decided they weren't going to press charges on Hillary, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) You got (laughs) duped, bro. (laughs) This motherfucker right here had one job. He had one job. He fucked it up. And then, um, I don't know. Then I was just playing around on the internet and came across Louder the Crowder. And yep. then he had a dude, that comedian, Owen Benjamin. Yeah, okay. And then I started listening to Owen Benjamin's podcast, which was cool because he would, he would diagnose like uh, jokes that didn't work and then showed how he would like keep fixing them, fixing them to where they worked. Yeah. Yeah, when he, he uh, described uh, Seinfeld – I never thought Seinfeld was funny anymore after he it described was funny it. After that, yeah, yeah. I mean, when he was hilarious. like, "Yeah," he's like, "Watch Seinfeld without the laugh, like the crowd laughter," and I was like, "This is psychotic." <laughs> oh, Why was friends. I laughing at the? Oh, maybe it was Friends. Sorry, it was Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I still think and, is funny. So, ah, <laughs> uh, I like The Office more, and I kind of hate the. Fr- I kind of hate Friends. <laughs> the Office well, is liberal propaganda. Yeah. But it's funny, liberal pocket propaganda. <laughs> oh, so the left can meme typo? The left can meme? How dare you? Well, I don't, even I don't think, think they you were born meme. when Friends was out. So <laughs> I was definitely a child. Um, well, this is, yeah, well, it went off in 04. 
Yeah. But, it started. Yeah, I, was in, I was in fourth grade. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so like uh, when you, so you said you, you watched that and then did he have somebody on there that turned you over to libertarianism oh. or what? Well, he did, went on, maybe it was on his show, but he was in New York. And so he did a show with Dave Smith and Michael Malice. Oh. Hells yeah. And his shit was on, baby. <laughs> and it was all downhill from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I, like, I was listening to Dave Smith, Michael Malice, and then I became a, um, a libertarian. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, I was, oh, I started listening to Pete Quinones. Yep. And uh, love that dude. I actually got pulled over. I was going back and listen, listening to some of his old uh, episodes, like his early ones. Yeah. He was yeah. Talking about cops and like getting pulled over and like what, how knocked to act. And I'm listening to that shit. I'm like, yeah, that's damn right. And I got pulled over. Wow. <laughs> listening, listening to that shit. And so it was like, you guys ever seen that movie Office Space? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's like listening to the gangster rap and the guy starts walking up. That was like me turning down that. <laughs> <laughs> Got out of the ticket though. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Hey man, that's awesome. And, that's, uh, crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. And then I heard you then I heard you guys on his show. And that, that's how I found y'all. Oh, that's and dope. Then <laughs> found Matt. And uh, Pat from Uncensored Tactical found, you know, Pete kind of introduced me to all y'all. Fuck yeah, dude. And then I reached out to Matt like a year. It'll be almost a year. No, yeah, it was, it was a year ago. It was last, it was December 2019. I reached out to Matt about doing something on Second Amendment. And then we talked on the, like, for, he called me on the phone and we talked for like four hours. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, and never talked to each other before. And, yeah, dude, uh, I can talk to that guy for vets, fucking hours. Vets. Yeah, it's a dude, exact, dude. It was like we had been in the same unit. It was weird. Yeah. And dude, uh, when he when he describes his like life in prison, like I almost feel like I'm there. Yeah. Like I I feel like I'm there. I was like, yeah. holy shit, dude! Like you're so descriptive and articulate with how you explain things that like He's I almost feel like I'm are. there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a meth head is smarter than us. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. brilliant. Dude. That's after meth. He's gonna be dude. like, "Fuck you guys." That's, a, that's after meth. I know, right? I know, I know. Dude, he's great. He's amazing. I fucking love him. That fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's the reason I have a podcast, and people have to listen to my dumb shit. <laughs> I have good guests. That's what makes the show work. Yeah, you do have great guests. You and I mean, I like I like your podcast. So I just want thank you, you know very that. much. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny too because like we 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 when we started our podcast we described our podcast as like a smoke pit where we just like conversate with our friends oh yeah that's and then we yeah and then we saw your me. name that's what inspired oh, nice. really yeah you guys inspired my show nice well, that's yeah, fucking between, amazing dude between matt matt talking well the first ever podcast i did was on uncensored tactical Oh, okay. I, was, I was nervous as shit. And, uh, <laughs> is that the one that you got really fucked up on? Or is that somebody else that got really oh, fucked no. up on it? <laughs> um, Who was that? The, that audio got damaged. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was on mine. The one where I had to lay down on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that file, somehow that file got corrupted. I know, because I remember, because we're all in a group chat, right? And I, I just remember. I pulled you, you in. I'm like, hey, you guys want to record? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just remember you being like, uh, I got really fucked up and I got nervous for the first uh, for the first time that I was on a podcast or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, no, I had, I, had, uh, I had drank like an entire bottle of larceny. <laughs> Dude, you you want to say you want to know something embarrassing is uh, we were on um, Robbie the Fire his, <laughs> his run his Run Your Mouth podcast and we were on there and this was only like we were I don't know probably twenty to thirty episodes in and he invited us on it was really awkward because we had to do it off like Jared's phone and like all three of us were awkwardly sitting on a couch oh. <laughs> and it was yeah. the most awkward thing we've ever done and like I was I'm not proud of that episode at all but if you go <laughs> listen to it you can tell how awkward and nervous we were because we we're like holy shit it's Robbie the fire like right. uh, we're on fucking his podcast but and it was just an awkward situation too it's probably the worst and recording of yeah, it's got and so video. It's, it's typo. It's typo. Jared and I, who are you know decently sized guys, you know I'm six two. Typo's shorter, but I mean he's still wide shouldered, and Jared's about the same height as I am, and about the same weight as I am, and we're sitting on a two seater couch <laughs> with a phone set up in the middle, like like three or four feet away from us. So we're all cramped on this little two seater couch in my room talking to Robbie the Fire Bernstein and it's just like awkward as shit. And, yeah. Uh, At least it, it wasn't was, gay chicken or something. I know, right? I would, honestly, <laughs> well, I would have rather done gay shit on the camera so it would be like, oh, that's why be they're funny. being awkward. Yeah, at least yeah. it'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it was weird too because it was like, maybe we should ask him to do it a different way but we were too nervous to ask him because he was like kind of a way bigger than us. We're like, ah, oh, let's just do it on the phone. Fuck it. And it, yeah. it was terrible. It was not, I, mean, I, I kind of want to bring like, on the podcast just to explain to him like, Hey man, we were new. We're young. We're doing our best. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. it was like three or four months in. And, but like from now on, and it's like, this is how I do everything in life. I don't know about you guys, but like in everything in life, I am like full bore. Like, I don't care who the person is. I will talk to them straight up and be oh, normal. Yeah. But that day we were not, and I was not, and I have no idea fucking why. Yeah. That was me when I was on uncensored tactical. Yeah. So I was talking about holsters and belts. I'm like, I know this. I used to sell this stuff for a living. <laughs> talking about. Freaking pistol instructor, for God's sakes. And um, yeah, I just felt like an idiot. And uh, I still hate the sound of my own voice. That's why I like going on other people's shows because I'm a lot more fun because I don't have to edit this shit later. Yeah, and, thank uh, God uh, Luke edit, edits our podcast. <laughs> thank God Luke edits our podcast, dude. Like yeah. when I'm on someone else's podcast, I don't even listen to that episode because I'm like, ah, I can't hear my own voice. I yeah, fucking yeah. freak out. That's the way I am too. And um, yeah. So then, yeah. So yeah, Matt talked me into doing my own show. And then, so you guys inspired the name talking about the smoke pit. And, uh, and Jared was my first guest. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. That's fucking crazy, man. And I, was That's talking, I still remember that. And uh, the whole the premise of the conversation was um, the correlation of soft-handed people and their dependence on government. <laughs> 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 Which is still a valid concept, I, I think. Yeah, I totally... I, I, I agree. I agree a lot, actually, with that. Um, it's it's kind of strange. Um 
like, I think we talked about this a couple times before, but like the, uh, the, like how much you actually get from the government and then how much you actually start off in the free market. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would I even get off government welfare? No matter if you're in the military or welfare in general, it's like yeah. when you, if you go into the free market after being on government welfare for so long, it, it's fucking scary. It's a little yeah. bit scary. Like oh, it's yeah. not it that guaranteed pay like you were. School. Yeah. When I was going back to school, I used my GI bill and I had a high as hell. Um, um, BAH. BAH. Oh, hell that was yeah. Awesome. Dude. Oh, that's why so many guns, that's, so much ammo. That's where this podcast came from because me and Luke were just fucking milking that GI bill going to school. Well, kind of going to school, but just bullshitting our way through college and then just getting drunk. And then one night we're like, let's make a fucking podcast. And then we fucking did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I understand the, the allure of being on the government booby. Yeah. I think we talked about that with Carrie Wedler and that show. It'll be, it hasn't come out yet, but it'll, it'll come out by the time this comes out. But yeah, no, I think it's like a, a it's a, that's a real fucking problem. Yeah, it's kind of like we're always growing up, and it's like people will give you free drugs to get you hooked on them, and, <laughs> uh, and we realize that like the free market doesn't give you shit for free. The only people that give you free shit would be the government. Yeah, so that's, how, that's why they came up with that whole theory. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, if anybody offered me free drugs, that'd be dope. But like the government doesn't offer me free drugs, so fuck the government. um uh, here's a here's a question for you brent um when when you were transitioning out of the army um Mm -hmm. your first couple years uh what was that like was it was it hard was it easy was an easy transition or did you struggle a little bit from what i can remember (laughs) i know this is Um, like 1944 for you no shit See, I'm, I could almost be your dad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying that to mean, ask you when you when you came back mean, from Vietnam, what was it like? <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm me and Shane are the same age. Um, well, Shane's, Shane's old. Yeah, Shane's yeah. Like, he was my dad in one episode. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Tiger. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was difficult. It was definitely difficult. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time and like I would never date anyone in the military, like in the army. Like that was my rule. Like I learned that, figured that out real quick. Um, and don't date anyone that lives around the base either. Nope. And so Oopsies. I would, I would drive all the way up to Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I had a girlfriend when I got out and um, like my last uh, billet was at CID doing criminal investigations because I thought I wanted to be a cop. So I was like, eh, let me try this. Yeah. And um, realized I didn't want nothing to do with that either. <laughs> um, you weren't that in heel conish. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I wanted to like go after bad people, but like you, you work enough rape and molestation cases and shit. And you're That's just like, not I even fucking I, worth it. I was like crying myself, crying in the shower with like a bottle of Jameson every night. I did that today. <laughs> You're like, you're like that's how I wake up in the morning. No, um, but uh, but then like I got out of the army and I was like, great, you know, I'm here. Like she's like, broke up with me. So apparently she only liked 
like the the cool factor of dating a soldier was that oh was she was a tag chaser a ribbon yeah. chaser bud yep and uh and then um you know you have all this responsibility and then you kind of don't and no one really gives a shit about what you did yesterday so yeah that, that's kind of a sting and then, Is, uh, isn't that isn't that kind of like a weird is like when you're in the military, like people think you have a lot more responsibility than you actually do. And then when you get out all of a sudden, like the responsibility of your fucking life just gets like pushed on you. Like all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, isn't that like kind of crazy? It's kind of overwhelming. And uh, yeah, I mean, I bought a motorcycle and <laughs> rode that drunk a lot and South Carolina. Hell and uh responsible i get you yeah it was but like i said i went through a period of self-destructive behavior that was that period for sure the spicy sadness yeah the spicy, spicy nostalgia yep the spicy nostalgia no that's fucking true and i think it's a i think it's a hard thing for a lot of i think you know they make us take classes to get out and shit um we for us we had like one class that was like all about resume building and I don't know. Just all the TRS. Yeah. TRS. And it was like transitioning something or other, Mm. but uh, I mean, it didn't transitioning readiness seminar. Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't have anything like that. Yeah. I I was bugging the S one. I was like for like three weeks. I'm like my paperwork come in yet. No. Like like every day. It was like that kid on that, what that old eighties movie. He was like, I want my $2. (laughs) I was yeah. that kid. I was like, give yeah. me my, give me my DD two fourteen. Damn it! Right. And so, um, please, sir, can I get the fuck out? <laughs> please, sir, can I get my UTS packet? <laughs> I'd like to be going. I'd like to be going home. <laughs> yeah, for real. But that's how. It, well, and even that's still true. Like that shit's still true for us. Like mm-hmm. it's so hard to. It's it's we've we said this a lot. Where it's harder to get out than it is to stay in. Mm-hmm. Or it's harder to get out than it is to join. Like it, it makes no sense at all. Okay. And, and then once you're out, it's like, Oh shit. I have like, you literally just put your life on pause for four years. That's what it feels like. It and, does. and you're just trying to like, you're, you feel behind the curve and coming you're, back to the world, man. Yeah. And you're angry. Like I was super angry yes. when I got out. I was so angry. I just, at myself, at the world, at everything and anything that I could be angry at. And, um, you know, that, I think that's a really difficult thing for a lot of people to go through. And I, you know what? I didn't even see, I didn't see any combat. I didn't deploy anywhere. So that, and that's just how I felt. And I know a lot of people that were in the very same situation as I was felt the same way. And yeah. that's without combat experience. And that's a whole nother facet of life that i will never have to go through but other people going through luckily yeah yeah, absolutely luckily um but that's the thing where it's like the people that had to i can't even imagine how monumentally more challenging it is at that point you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like you you wanted that you, you wanted that feeling of like you actually um did something you made a change in the world like uh 
that Ronald Reagan bullshit ass quote where it's like mm-hmm. everyone in the world wants to uh, feel like they changed the world. Well, Marines don't have that problem. And I was like, well, sorry to tell you, Ronald Reagan, that a significant amount of Marines have that fucking problem. It's like, and, I didn't change shit. <laughs> yeah. And that that's the kind of like atmosphere that they, it, it feels like they push. And this may be a little bit consp- con- conspiracy but like the atmosphere cool. of like you <laughs> you you uh you want to make change you want to do the right thing you don't do what's best for the country and, and and you know protect freedoms or whatever yeah you're willing this, to do whatever it takes you know oh yeah right. you will do and and then as you're aging through the through the military you mm-hmm. get this feeling of like uh like when when's my opportunity like yeah. when is my opportunity put, to put actually do something yeah, yeah exactly. like i want to do I want to do this. I want to make change. And you're, you're led on the auspices of like, you're going to spread fucking democracy and peace and freedom. And like, we're going to go fight terrorists and protect this country. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go democracy even, the shit out of these motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you think that along the way that you somehow you trick yourself. I think, I think a lot of people actually trick themselves. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I did. It's yeah. like, no, even when I joined and I went to Okinawa, Japan and didn't do a goddamn thing, I was like, oh, well, I'm making a difference, I guess. Or at least I tried to. Right. I tried to Your join intent. and make a difference. My intent was to go and, you know, fight the good fight and protect our country. And, I mean, I think along the way in Japan, I was just like, well, I'm not getting shit done here. Like, this is just bullshit. I feel like I'm wasting my life. I'm drinking every day. I fucking, I picked up smoking. I'm fucking doing everything irresponsible and I'm not oh, being the good Marine. You want to feel smoke, smoking, dipping, and drinking all at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first time, the dude, I, I, the first time I ever did tobacco was when I joined the Marine Corps. Like, I, I, I think I chewed first and then I picked up smoking. And it, it, it's like these ways of like getting out of reality. Because you know your reality is fucked. You know yeah. it's not real. You know it's not like what you wanted, but you're stuck here, so you have to just live with it. So you look for all these different ways to escape. Smoking, fucking, like, that's why I think dark humor is just huge mm-hmm. in the military because it's the Rant. easiest way to, It's the easiest way for you to, like, co- uh, cope with the reality mm-hmm. of the situation. So you and your friends are joking about the darkest shit ever so you can escape for at least a minute from what the bullshit really is in, in, in the military. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, you know, like, like what level of, like, self-hate you're at by, like, the brand of cigarettes you bought? <laughs> so, like, if, if, like, you're, if, you're, if, if, you, like, you're, if your boy is, like, one day he's smoking, like, camel lights or something. Yeah, and then like you see him, and he's like smoking like American, like the what was it that American Eagle, American um, spirits, American spirits. Well, no, not the American spirits. No, no, no. This is like a cheap like, um, um, class six brand shit. Uh, um, I don't. It was like most people. Most people in the mil- I'll just say real quick. Most people in the military that I knew usually started with like uh, menthol or some sort of lights, and yeah, then they moved menthol one hundreds. Yeah, yeah, and then they move, and then all of a sudden, like less than three months later, they're smoking marble reds and they're buying cartons of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like these cigarettes are like they're like whatever's left over after they make uh, Doral cigarettes, and they sweep that shit up, and then that's what they make these cigarettes out of. That I've never heard of those. 
Yeah. So like you see your boy smoking those, you better watch them. <laughs> Dude, we had we had uh, in Japan, they actually sold them at the convenience stores, but they had Lucky Stripes with no filter. Yeah. And Marines those would for a while. Yeah, those are Marines great. would I like those. Yeah, Marines would buy them left and right. Well, and one, I think it was kind of cool from like war movies and like yeah. shit like that, but like honestly, I think most people smoked them because it gave the harshest fucking feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's yeah. when, all right. So like Burn. You the, mil- the military is where I lost all my taste buds and I put hot sauce on everything. Yeah. I started drinking black coffee because it was bitter and it made me feel better in the morning. Mm-hmm. I yeah. um, smoked like at least a pack a day, if not more. Yeah, um, so I smoked before I went in. See, I smoked off and on. I was young. So like yeah. I smoked off and on when I was young. I was a skater kid, so there was always yeah. cigarettes around. Yeah, I was a metal kid. Yeah, I was a metal kid. But then, but that was the thing. Like I was a metal kid that grew up in the ghetto. So like yeah. I was, I listened to rap and hip hop. Like Cypress Hill. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I was always the the white. I was the token white kid. Like you yeah. know, you have token black kids. I was the token white kid. Yeah, that was I was there. Yeah, that's how usually how I found my found myself in that situation too. Yeah, so it was I like, like to have fun and joke around, and the, that was the group that liked to do that shit. So. Yeah, because fucking white kids are pussies, and they you yeah. know especially like rock white kids, dude. A lot of them are fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, they and are. They're like pansies, and they can't take a joke. And you grow up if you grow up in the ghetto, or you grow up around you know any type of minority, they will shit on your life. And you better yeah. take it, and you better shit on their life back. Dude, that's why I love Patrice O'Neill so much. Because <laughs> I had a friend just like him. And really? He's he kind of was the one that taught me how to talk shit. So I was I was pretty prepared going in the military that way. And I just got a doctorate in it. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Because <laughs> my um, my squad sergeant was from uh, New Orleans, black dude from New Orleans. So oh, okay. He he got me to my black belt. And um, nice. But yeah, like you, you had like different groups of friends. So you had like your kind of thug friends and you had like your rock friends and like, you know, the little different groups. Yeah. Like I'd bounce around from click to click and usually cause I was selling weed, but, um, <laughs> al- and allegedly, allegedly. Um, yeah. And, but so I'd go like the all white kids party. And so it was almost like when you got out of the army or you, when you got out of the military, and you go to a college party and you tell those dark humor jokes. Yeah. And they all look at you like you're fucking mortified. Yeah. You can't tell it to white people, dude. I swear to no. God. But you tell it to, to <laughs> black people. They're like, oh man, this dude's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have a, a comment wow, on that real quick. Boy right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I come from a, I come from a very small town. I don't know about you, Brent, but I came from a very small town. So my exposure to mm-hmm. minorities was very limited. Yeah, my graduating class was like nine fifty. Oh, what'd you say? So my graduating class in high school was like nine fifty. Nine hundred and fifty people. Yeah, just in my grade. Yeah, ask type away. (laughs) (laughs) My graduating class, my senior year in two thousand twelve, was seventy nine, (laughs) baby. Dude, that's some slim pickings. Yeah, right. Yeah, dude, we had like one. Wait, we had one black guy, one black girl, and like two Mexicans. And that was like, most people were white. And that's where I was going with the story real quick is like, um, my exposure to multiple different cultures was in boot camp, And I had no idea how to talk to them just because I was afraid of like, somewhat being racist. But I've, I found out that, the, 
it was in, it will not only was it encouraged but i would say the fucked up things that i would and the minorities loved it they mm. thought it was fucking hilarious and then it was always like one or two white kids that were like dude that's fucked them. up and it's like it's like okay dude like i just i just said some racist mexican goat to like this mexican guy and he fucking loved it and gave me a high five and you're gonna tell yeah. me that's fucking racist it's like my boy rodney at Stewart, that dude was hilarious. That's the blackest human being I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's our roommate, dude. <laughs> yeah. And he was from Mississippi. And what was funny as hell, though, he loved George Strait and he dipped Copenhagen. Dude, oh, I, knew, I knew a lot of That's those. a unicorn. <laughs> but, he dressed, he, but he dressed in FUBU. That <laughs> <laughs> was the oddest thing. But he was like my best friend. And uh, he was like big into history though and um we were all hanging out and i made like some like hunch punch and stuff and like somebody started talking shit about me being a white boy and he goes man he ain't white he's irish <laughs> he's like, you don't hear that <laughs> he goes and the guy goes man irish people white he's like man you need to learn your motherfucking history <laughs> yeah, have you ever have you ever been at a at a party or something like and somebody claims you and they're like that's my white boy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't know whether to be offended or like proud. <laughs> yeah, I knew what it meant. Like, but I, well, the first time I did it, I'm like, wait, what is that? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, they're gonna fuck like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like the first time. The, yeah, the first, he's like, man, that's my white boy. I was like, I don't like dudes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, man, he's not my white boy. He says some gay shit just now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, man, why you gotta bring up some gay shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly bro no i know exactly but that you know once you once you grow up like that and you know there's there's like there's there's like three different types of people there's the three different types of white people there's like the white person that uh does shit like you and me brent and then there's there's typo the ones that are like not i don't want to say ignorant because i don't think it's ignorance it's just like they did well i guess it's kind of ignorance in the it's, it's ignorance in this it, 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 like it's nice, ignorant in it's the expense nice. of the, their no experience well, with and, no other and it's more other, uh, like you can say naive, that? <laughs> naivety like naive naive it's being naive you know what i mean yeah you got yeah it. it's like it's like you're brainwashed from right. uh the cathedral so you think that like oh you got to be on your toes everywhere you go right. but then when you really experience other communities they're like no, they think that shit's awesome and funny yeah. as shit. But only when it know, comes man. from Maybe somebody that's a... as naive as you are, you know, in that situation. Yeah. And so I guess there's four. So then there's the actual racist and then the the white knights of racism. Like that those Which are those like the are, four. Yeah, those are the actual racist. Yeah. Well yeah. yeah. But like and but I think those two are more closely related to each other than anything. Like the uh you know, the ones the that are actually racist. No, <laughs> no he's, he's the naive, he's the naive one. And oh, then there's, there's you. Dude, I joined the Marine Corps. Yeah. I joined the Marine Corps thinking saying colored was still okay. So like, I had no idea that like colored was offensive and, but it wasn't like that people were offended by when I said it. I was like, oh, I just, I, I think I just said an offhand comment. Like I don't really get colored jokes. And some black guy looked at me and he's like, yeah, I can fucking tell. <laughs> well, but like, he saying. was super cool about it. He was yeah. super cool. He's like, yeah, man, don't say that. And I'm like, oh, that's bad. Uh, now I know. <laughs> like yeah. he, he probably went, man, you Mayberry motherfucking <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. 
And Tell Andy I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the two extremes, you know, you have the the token white kid that can get away with a lot of shit, and then you have the naive white kid that can get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, and then yeah. you have the two in the middle that one's super racist and then one's a white knight for racism, but they're basically both just racist. Yeah, and, those two agree on more shit than anybody else. Yeah, exactly. And and <laughs> when you say and jokes, that's what you that's what you meant before. Okay, it took a yeah, second, yeah. but I got it now. Yeah, so that's what I meant by it. Where it's like <laughs> there, there's I should have said there's four because I didn't realize like those two. I kind of just consider those the same thing. You know what I mean? In the middle, yeah. but uh, it's weird. It's weird being like with typo. Like typo was one of my good friends all the way through the Marine Corps, and there was just times where he'd say shit and like as the token white kid, like hanging out with all of my black friends and typo being with me and he'd say some shit. I'd be like, fuck man. Like you can't say shit like that, you know, <laughs> but it was okay for typo to say it because they're just like, ah, he's just, he's he typewriter, know. man. He's yeah. typewriter. It's okay, man. He doesn't yeah. understand, but then they would explain it to me. And I was like, holy fuck, I guess that oh. is racist. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, like, it's all, well. That's what that's what a lot of these those white knight types, you know, was called liberals. Um, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, the progressives. That's whatever. Yeah. Ah, fuck them for sure. Um, we all know what people talk about. Yeah. Um. Shit, now I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's. I think you were just gonna say like they. That's the reason why oh. they. Yeah, they they they're offended on behalf of the people like you're talking shit. Like if you're like sitting there making jokes back and forth, someone overhears it, and then you can get in trouble if they're offended. Right. Well, it's like the person you're saying it to understands intent. They're yes. not fucking stupid. They're not children. I mean, you should have heard. You know, dude. The the me and my buddy that dude from Mississippi, we used to say the most racist shit to each other, and we'd call each other the opposite. Uh, yeah. Sl- uh, slurs. <laughs> Like I would call yeah. him white slurs and he would call me like uh, black slurs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cause the intent was just fucking with each other. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. The no hate in it whatsoever. Right. Yeah, I, but, I, I, uh, but that gets, I don't, on, that gets caught on camera once and somebody sees it, then the whole world's fucking mad at you and you lose your job. Yeah. But at that time they didn't have cell phone cameras. So. Right. I just meant in general, yeah. like that's how it, that's how it <laughs> yeah. is now. And it's like, yo, like, Intent is important. And I, I think that with a lot of things. Like, Intent's uh, everything. Intent yeah. is literally everything. And uh, whether it's, you know, uh, political speech, jokes. Um, yeah. Well, it's like they'll crucify some some dude or some chick, like, in public and, like, totally ruin their life. And it comes out to be, like, all bullshit. And yeah. then, like, you'll hear yeah. it and it's always the same people. Well, at least it started a conversation about the problem. Like, right. You, no one has the problem. Maybe you like five, problem. five dudes and no one gives a shit about them. You know, here, neither, nobody. Here's a, yeah. Here, here's actually, uh, you, you were in like 1999 to 2004. So like, was there a lot of, uh, I guess, female soldiers around when you were, when you were in the military? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. In in your MOS or just did you see him around? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was all over Fort Stewart, you know. Where is Fort Stewart? Where is Fort Stewart? I don't know where that's at. It's um, it's about forty five minutes or so from Savannah. Okay, so and then Hunter Hunter Army Airfields in Savannah. 
Okay. Did you were you mainly just working with uh, army forces? Did you ever work with uh, any other branch? Um, it'd be like once a year. There'd be like a like that virtual warfighter thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We so. had the same. It's crazy. We had the, literally probably the same experience. Maybe ours was a little more high tech when I I was in, but uh, yeah, we would. I mean, did you ever work with uh? <laughs> yeah, we had Atari's and shit. <laughs> Yeah, our warfighter company was Oregon Trail and shit. <laughs> that makes sense. You have died of typhoid. Sense. Yeah. What was it like invading Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but no, I seriously. Make, I was going to make a mom joke, but your dad's been on the show and I really like him, so I'm not going to do that. You can make a mom joke, dude. He, he, makes more, he makes more mom jokes than i do and it's kind of insulting but i'm like I, you're married to her <laughs> that's his girl he can yeah <laughs> yeah well she doesn't listen to podcasts she thinks we're crazy and uh boring so <laughs> well yeah when you're talking about anarchism i mean I, I had to make i had to differentiate the uh difference between anarchism and chaos the other day with my mom and i how is that how is that with you uh brent like how is I that like you just give up. Give up. <laughs> My mom's actually staying with us for a while. She had surgery, and so she's kind of recovering. She's probably down there watching Fox News right now. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I know, she- I know. I know. She's probably asleep in front of the TV with Fox News on because, like, when I was coming up here to do the show, she's like, "I'm going to turn on Fox News." <laughs> I'll be honest, though. If you're going to watch corporate media, like I would say, at least they're watching Fox News. Like uh, she likes Tucker Carlson, so at least that's not too bad. I, yeah. I, I. I, I, I like in comparison to like the corporate press, Tucker Carlson's probably one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and he's been really good during this whole this whole year. Yeah. Even though I think his dad was a spook. <laughs> I mean, I think probably. they're all kind of spooks. But well, well do you do you ever get called a spook? Um, only once. I've been called it. I've been called it a couple times. Yeah, and uh, like, I, I'm, I'm like, oh. For? Who, Are you asking yeah, me? You, or? Yeah, you, Brent, okay. Brent, what'd you get? Oh, um, I was working at the gun shop when this dude, um, who was a friend of the guy that worked there, and he was a he was a, a retired SEAL. He's like, oh, so you know, so and so told me you were in the army. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what'd you do? And I told him, he's like, oh, fucking spook. <laughs> like, dude, you're more one than I was. <laughs> you know, uh, a funny story about that is. Um, the first time I ever heard, like, I heard my uncle use the word spook before, and it meant something completely different. <laughs> yes, than, yes, it does. And I, and so then when I was in the military, some, some, I forgot who it was, but I, I think I was just like early Lance Corporal days, and someone called me a spook, and I was like, wait, what? I'm not black. I'm so confused. <laughs> so fucked and, up. Yeah, I like and, jazz, but. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I got a couple Eminem songs and he features black guys, but like, I'm not that in depth in the black culture. I don't really know. What do you mean by that? And it wasn't until I went to uh, 20, 29 Palms, like my entire unit in uh, Okinawa, like when people use the, the, the word spook, I thought they were being racist. So I was like, God damn, dude, this fucking military is way more racist than I What's thought. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I went to, I mean, I saw Grand Torino and I was like, yeah, dude, see what I mean? Spook means something racist. And then I went to 29 Palms and it wasn't until like my officer was like, no, you're a spook. And I was like, 
oh, I'm really offended now. <laughs> and, and then he explained to me, like, no, that's a, it's a term for, like, CIA, like, deep state. And I'm like, oh, my whole life makes sense now. My whole then, life makes then, sense. And now you're like, that is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. Yeah. Now I'm offended by it. I'm like, no, dude. I, I mean, uh, I'm sure this happens to you a lot, but when you – because when I tell people I was in the military, I don't exactly say I was intel anymore oh, because most people think – fucking calm. Yeah, I just well, – it's easier for me to just say calm and people be like, oh, okay, and then just go on about their day. Everything's cooler in the calm shop. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. But if I say, dude, if I, I say, party I'm with the comm shop, so. dude, all S2 parties with comm. Yeah, That's the way it goes. let's go. Yeah. Why do you think I'm friends with this asshole, dude? Because yeah. I was over in his group hanging out with them. And, but, but when people, when people would uh, find out I was Intel, they always assume like that I know like way more, t- more than I do. Or they're just like, they get like on edge somewhat. They're like, whoa you had a top secret clearance. You must know like who really fucking found out where Osama bin Laden is. I'm like, what dude, like, I'm not that level. It's of like, dude, fucking... I was a mushroom. <laughs> that, that shit and kept me in the dark. Yeah. I, I don't fungus. know. This, yeah. And that's put it. Like when you ever explain to people what Intel is, do you, do you ever have, does that happen to you where people are like, Oh shit, you're like James Bond. I don't even tell people anymore. Yeah, he's like, I don't, he's like, I'm so far removed from that shit that I don't talk yeah. about it. Yeah, like, I, I try, I try not to bring it up. It's not because, like, I'm ashamed of it. You know, I'm at this point, I'm like, eh, I did it. You know, I did it for the right reasons, whatever. Um, sure. You know, <laughs> type of it, just, fucking it is what it is, you know. And uh, I know what you mean. But, you know, I've got a lot of time in between then and now. So it's like, that was, it's just a time and a period of my life. Like that was five years of my life out of the 40 I've been here. So right. I've done a whole bunch of other shit since then. Exactly. And all right. So like, I think this is a good way to move into like, so what's the, what's the goal now? You hear my dog in the background. Sorry. Yeah, uh, she's so cute. I know. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, she's pissed at me because the doors shut instead of oh. open. Um, but so what's the, what's the move now? So you, you started this podcast, right? And what, what's the way for Liberty to move forward? You know what I mean? <sighs> do you, do you think, cause dude, I, I play, I'm, I'm the fucking, in this relationship with typo and I, like I'm, I'm kind of the fucking doomer and I, I admit it. I've, I've said it plenty of times. I don't know if you got to listen to the last episode that we did yet. Because I just yeah, released it today. today. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of see where like my thought process is at and yeah. uh, the argument between Tybo and I of is like, I don't know if it's really worth it anymore to part to try to continue to participate in this system. I think it's way more worth it to try to participate outside the system where are you at because i there's it's a it's a big argument in the libertarian community you know especially with anarchists yeah and like i don't even know if i would consider myself an anarchist right and i I don't know if i really i'm kind of i'm kind of to the point like i went through that phase and like and i just quit trying to put a name on it because i i I like we always say like statism is religion 
Right. Anarchism can be just as bad. And I I, I agree with that. I say anarchist loosely just because it's easy to identify in this community. You know what I mean? If I had to say anything, I would say I'm an anarcho-Christian. Okay. Wait, Um, can you explain that? Yeah. um, I did it. Well, I did an episode. I think it was episode 12 last season with uh, Pastor Stephen. Okay. And he's actually the dudes from V for V as their pastor. And, oh, uh, yeah. And he's cool. He's really cool. And so, like, when I was getting out of, when I was in that phase after I got out of the military, I like ran to some people that went to this church from the town I was living in. I started going there and that helped me kind of get back on track. And I don't really, I don't go to church now. Like, I'll watch stuff online from different people, but I still pray and I still read the Bible, trying to sort it out, you know? Right. And, uh, okay doing the best i'm not good at it <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know it like what's like what steve harvey says he ain't done with me yet so right. um <laughs> well and and, the, the moment that you're good at it that means you're doing it wrong right well that means you're gone you know <laughs> i guess you're in heaven at that point because i think you just try to do the best you can um right and um but i honestly just started looking at it from this angle that for me Christianity and libertarian philosophy. There's more in that Venn diagram. There, that's the where it overlaps the most. There's a lot of overlap there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free will, you know that kind of stuff. And uh, can't you know? And a lot of people like talk about religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about like faith. I'm not talking about you know anything like that. Like I can't force okay. someone to believe something that that I do. It's not right. And that's not how you're supposed to do it anyway. Right. You know? And, um, so that's what, that's what I mean. Like that type of overlap. Does, does your, uh, I guess, anarchist slight beliefs, does that ever complete with your Christian belief at all? Well, no, because, well, Hmm. Asking the real fucking questions. Let me, yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way to me. To me, my faith in God—that's who—that's who I view as my ultimate authority. Okay. And I chose that one, mm-hmm. so that's okay. a voluntary interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I choose to say He has authority over me, and He's like, "Right on, bro." Okay. Welcome, welcome to the party. So, my man, government—I did not choose that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to sound real Christian, but I didn't sign shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That just sounds And that that whole social contract was during the French Revolution from a freaking socialist anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But does that make any sense? No, that does make sense. Like what you're you're saying is like you you have voluntarily chosen to go this route and believe that 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 entity as Mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ or God is the your higher authority that you respond to and because you chose it that you recognize right and that you did it voluntarily so that means it's a voluntary interaction between the both of you right exactly and that that makes a lot of sense to me right exactly no and i i i have no problem with like anarcho-christians um i think it's a or just just christian people of a christian faith in general that don't 
try to push it upon other people because honestly i think that goes against christianity in the first place it does it does 100 percent. it's like hey you know you're you're basically told to live it right not be ashamed of it Mm -hmm. which that's the part i could work on better i'm sure um but uh yeah i well i grew up it's kind of like if you're interested i'll talk to you about it or i'll be like hey i read this really cool thing you want to check it out no all right no worries man don't worry about it yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, you know, and even if you didn't want to associate with people that didn't follow the same, I know you aren't like that, but like, even if people like that didn't want to associate with other people that didn't think that same way, then that's completely fine as well. But I, my biggest thing is with religion. I grew up in a Roman Catholic family. And yeah. I mean, obviously my mom and I were not Roman Catholic at all. She had me out of wedlock. She ended up uh, coming out as they are Roman Catholicism is very good at guilt. So I've always had a bad taste in my mouth for religion, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, but well, I've also Satan's the accuser. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I've always uh, also been really interested in religion because I think it's a, I think it influences people in a very positive way at the same time as it influences a lot of people in a very negative way. Like yeah. it's, it's very interesting. And I've always been super interested in it. So yeah, that's why there's, I like there's politics in, in the church too. And, and there always what, has yeah. politics yeah. was the original or a religion was the original politics. Like if there, if you really want to go about it, like it was, uh, well, yeah, that's who had Jesus cru- uh, crucified. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And so like, it's, I think it's, and that's why I think it's so fucking interesting. And I've, I've always tried to be as, uh, knowledgeable as I possibly could be without like, um, you know, uh, trying to shun one religion or the other. And then there's time, there's phases that I go in and out of one religion or the other, just trying to learn about it. Um, but I think it's, I, I, I understand the argument. I think Eric, Eric, uh, on Twitter, uh, he was one of the first people that really started to follow us. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was one of the first people that I really saw talk about anarcho Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he has, I, I think, I think most people that s- speak of themselves that way are usually very well-spoken. Um, they are not pushy about their religion. They are very free will oriented and expects mm-hmm. people to act in that way. And because yeah, to me, it's not about religion. I had a it, pastor. It has nothing to do with religion, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's not about. And he, this is a pastor telling me this because it's not about religion; it's about relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. interesting. And I and you know I I wouldn't consider myself that in general, just because I have the taste of religion well, that I do. Libertarianism is about free free uh, association and relationships. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's completely okay. Like I don't, I don't have any problem. That's why I said, I don't have any problems with anarcho Christianity or yeah. uh, like professor CJ, you know? Yeah. He's, I think he's an atheist is. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I think he's an atheist as well. Yeah. But he's like, I'd rather have an anarcho Christian as a neighbor than a um, atheist statist. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm right there with you because I think it. I think you're right. I think it does overlap quite a bit. And like, I I would consider myself either. It depends on the fucking day. You have to ask me. It depends on what happened that day. It's either agnostic, where I believe that there could be a higher power, or atheist, where I don't believe that there's any higher power. Like I said, it depends on the day, which probably isn't how you should fucking I, view things. But 
Yeah, I have a I have a question uh, actually for you, Luke. Do you you think that your uh, contempt for religion is based off of like your uh, relationship with your uh, mom and uh, your stepmom, or was there a lot of actual pressures from your family or just in general to push a religion on you? Um, I think everybody, as I grew up, it had nothing to do with my parents. My parents, I went to church a couple times when I was in high school. Um, okay. with friends of mine and my, like my mom and my stepmom, they didn't care. They were like, yeah, go ahead, experience it, you know, okay. immerse yourself in it if you want to. And I was like, Dude, all right, I did cool. More, I did more. I went to a Catholic church with some of our friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Them kids were wild, boy. Catholicism is fucking wild, dude. I'll just throw that out well, there. Catholicism well, is wild. But what, it's okay, let me finish that question, though. Sorry. Yeah, so, go ahead. So with that question, um, it wasn't outside pressures. I, I, all right. So it was outside pressures to the sense that as I was growing up, everybody saw me as that all-American white kid. You know what I mean? That dude. Well, that you place, look like it. You look exactly like blonde haired blue eyed i was tall i was in shape i was really good at school so i played handsome. i no <laughs> I one knew that. you were a bastard of two lesbians right <laughs> exactly and so automatically it would be i was christian you know or sure, in some sure. circles it was roman catholicism and honestly at that point in time i was just like no i don't really subscribe to anything and i think that's where my rebellious like part of my rebelliousness came in where it was like, I said no, just because I was like, fuck you, you know, stop assuming shit about me, you know? And, um, so I, I kind of like moved past that and I wanted to learn more about religion because a lot of, I had a lot of friends that were religious, um, football. I mean, football has religion and football. It's like in entwined together. I don't know fucking how, but it is. And all my coaches, we would say a prayer before every fucking, Yes. Uh, game whether and and that started when i was 10 years old and i I was like the one that was just like i'm polite about it it's not like i'm gonna be like fuck you i'm not bowing my head i don't believe in this sure. shit, you know yep. okay very polite about it and i respected the position that those people were coming from and i never thought that they were wishing ill will upon people that the people that were around me that were preaching these things i never mm-hmm. thought they had any ill will towards me or anybody else that didn't believe the same they, way that yeah they, did. they were preaching they were, and out of goodwill yeah Absolutely. it's like um what's that actor the um it was on parks and rec and then he was in that jurassic park movie um chris pratt chris pratt it's like when um now what's the other guy's name uh silent bob when he had a heart attack oh yeah yeah and, uh, um, I can't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he had a heart attack. Well, and everybody Chris got Pratt, mad. Yeah, he's like, I'll be praying for you, man. I hope you get better. And like, dude, they started roasting him for that. Yeah. And he's then, gotten roasted a couple times this year. Yeah, but then like when Homeboy like got better, he started reading like Twitter. He got on there. It's like, dude, leave him alone. And there, someone's like, but you're atheist. He goes, yeah, I am. But you know what? For him to say that to me, that he doesn't even know me, that's him saying he loves me and cares enough about me to pray to whoever he believes in that I am okay. He's yeah, like, I, that's I, awesome. I, I, yeah, I totally, like, I know that, uh, I, I know conservatives get a lot of shit, like, especially when there's, like, a massive uh, shooting of any any sorts when, like, conservatives have, like, thoughts and prayers. And uh, the left will take that as, like, oh, like, it's not enough to be thoughts and prayers. But, 
I mean, as like when I was probably younger, I probably thought that kind of the same way with the left is like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. You're not, you're not thinking of a real answer. But as I've gone more deep in understanding of people's uh, uh, beliefs in religion, that's actually a very significant thing that they were doing for you. Like for someone to say that they're going to actually pray for you is actually mm-hmm. huge. That is huge. Yeah, because for Christians, and, that's like a very intimate thing. Because you yes yes and and I think I think people just sidebar that like it's nothing and it's like no that is that is very significant in in those people's lives like they're taking time out of their day not only to pray to their God that they believe in the whole old holy power but they're taking time to pray about whatever your situation is to pray to their God like that is it is way more significant than people make it out to be. It is, it is absolutely huge that people take time. to. it's like saying like, uh, you're in my thoughts. I mean, it's almost the same thing. And that that's, and I don't think people respect that as much as people should. I mean, you don't have to agree with whatever religion they're praying to or whatever they are. Yeah. But, but it's but, like, they're hurting alongside you. Yeah. Like they, they at least are put that in their mind. Yeah, like they, they're, they're hippie. You're them. like, yeah. It's like if you're a hippie, you're like, you can see it as, dude, they're putting good energy into the universe and right. sending it yeah. to me to try to, you know, whatever. To people they don't even know, people yeah. they absolutely do not know, have no idea what their past is. And they we'll just know, know that you're, yeah, and don't care. They just and don't yeah. care. They just know that you're hurting and you need something. And and their belief is that if they pray. They can bring you help. And it's like if someone is doing something in a way that they believe is helping, at some level it's significant. And it's like, wow, like someone is actually going out of their way to uh, at least take a minute or a 30 seconds of their life yeah. to consider that you are hurt or need need help in a situation. Yeah. And, and like it's like a very thoughtful gift. Yeah. Know? It's like, and I'm not trying to downgrade, you know, the act, but it's like, I could see it, like how someone, you know, was an atheist or whatever, and someone said that, and like, like the way Typo described it is 100%, and like, you know, and if you're, if you're an atheist that knows that, it's, it's almost like, well, they got me these socks, well, I don't really like this type of sock, but they, they're really into it, and they're giving it to me, and it's going to help me, you know. It's like a homeless person being upset that they got a, (laughs) they didn't get the good pair of socks. Like when people react badly to that, it's like, all right, like, well, fuck you then. I'm not going to get you another pair of socks. Yeah. Or you could take take it with some grace. Yeah. Right. Be like that homeless dude in uh, Batman begins where he's like, Oh, it's a really nice coat. Yeah. Right. Here, here's a better example. Uh, well, at least I think it is, but, um, when, (laughs) when I was in the military, um, I'm from a very small town, but they sent me a DVD and the DVD was just like a, it was like a picture of all the people that joined the uh, military when I was a senior, uh-huh. but it was just like this third grade class and they put together this DVD and it was the, at the end of it, it was them thanking me for my service and whatnot. Oh, wow. And you, you know, like, you know, we think it's bullshit now, but like at yeah. the time, and even, even if it, even if at the time I thought it was bullshit, it's, it's something where people like actually take time out of their day where you're like, wow, like these people appreciate 
something that I did. And that goes a long way. Like you can say it's for brainwashing. You can say it's not, or it's for for a good look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. And, but, but like, even if like we, we understand that it's a cynical view to uh, uh, praise uh, people that go and fight in foreign wars and like slaughter innocent people. But in the eyes of the, like people where I came from, they think that I'm doing something honorable, respectful, and I deserve praise. And those people took time out of learning I, in public education, but they took time out of their day Sorry. to put, yeah, they took time out of their day to actually put something together to send me something that I would probably never receive if I wasn't in the military. And mm. Even though I was in Okinawa, Japan, and I wasn't on any sort of foreign conflict and fighting in combat, but it was just even even a happy place. Yeah, even me being like, "This is kind of bullshit. I don't really want to be here anymore." But now I have some. Yeah, and I have some third grade class telling me they appreciate my service, and they're sending me candy. They sent me soap. Like, I don't know if they thought I was, I stunk like shit, like whatever. They sent me so. They probably didn't know if it was going to that or, yeah. you know, yeah. you were deployed or something. Yeah, I, for sure. They, baby they, wipes and stuff. And, yeah, same thing. There was a bunch of random things that would be very useful if I was in the field or deployed. And that's but how they I don't know. Baby wipes are awesome. Yeah, baby wipes are <laughs> shit. Baby wipes were the best thing. And that's what I would use as toilet paper. It was the yes. fucking best thing to use. But just Clean. what I'm. To to wrap uh, back around to what I was saying, it's just like these people don't know. They're as brainwashed as you are when you join the military. Mm-hmm. So even though that you experience the bullshit and you understand that it's bullshit, and even though you don't understand the whole complexity of the bullshit, you understand at some level this is bullshit. But there is people out there that actually think about you and care about you, and it's just like, holy shit. Like I'm – it, it kind of blows your mind for at least a minute. It blew my mind. Like these random people, I've talked to that teacher like four times maybe. And this entire third grade class did this whole project to send me something. Even at some level now that I understand that the whole auspices is bullshit. At some level still, I'm like, damn, like those people took time out of their day to, to do something for me. And it kind of just like, uh, like for like, like when you're when you're trying to preach someone to like the free market, those are like examples that I push where I'm like, people sent me shit just because they thought I was amazing. They have no idea who I am. They have no idea what I'm doing. But people were sending me stuff just because they thought the idea that I was doing something greater for their country than uh, they were doing. And I, and I it, think it, that's important. Um, to tie it back into what we were talking about, like you were saying, like, I think that's a good example. It's like the belief in something good is, is normally a good, regardless if, even if the system itself may not be as good as you want it to be, you know what I mean? You you tied it in better. You tied it in better. That's okay. Yeah. Typo just said my faith is bullshit. So. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. That's not what I'm I just meant. kidding, dude. I, I very much, I very much believe in this saying, "Do good recklessly." You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, do good recklessly. I very you know what? I tried believe. that. I've I've actually tried that before. It's hard. It's not fun. Uh, yeah, it was. I was listening to some sermon. And this dude was talking about. I was like, just 
tell someone, Hey, that you don't know. Yeah. And so I did that and I was going to target. I was like, I was just, just like, Hey, how's it going? Which in the South, you know, even in the South, it doesn't really happen that often anymore. And the guy goes, great. It's my birthday today. I'm like, well, happy birthday, brother. He goes, you're the first person that told me that today. And I was like, Shit. wow. You, do you kind of believe in like, um, so I actually kind of believe this is like why I'm white pilled a little bit is like, if you spread optimism and positivity, do you think that resonates and uh, creates more positivity in people? Do you kind of think, think has that? To, because the same is, uh, same as uh, it's true with the opposite. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's so much negativity and, in this world and just, you see where you, you know, the cycle. Yeah, it's like you're on Twitter and you see how much of a shit show it is, and then you like you see some funny dog video and like you see like you how it changes that meter that meter swings yeah. back for a second. Yeah, and I I think I I agree with you a lot, and that's why I think the uh, corporate press is so effective mm-hmm. because they're they're preaching negativity and downfall and distress all the time. And um, especially now with this whole lockdown and COVID shit. And mm-hmm. I, I think it, it really plays into people's psyche. Mm-hmm. And if you're, the, if you're the one that's pushing optimism and uh, belief into a better future, I think in a, almost in a way, I don't completely mm-hmm. believe this, but almost in a way that like, if you say something, it can resonate and come true in a way. I think, I think so. I mean, you know, the foundation of any government is fear. Yeah. You know? And there's actual Bible verse. I can't remember right now, but it's, it said, uh, I think, I forget who, I think it was God. I think it was Old Testament. God's talking to a prophet and he's trying to, he's like, hey, I want you to go here and talk to these people. And he's afraid. He's like, look, don't worry about it. I got you. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. You know, that's not of me. And I'm like, see, you know. Yeah. No, that makes Gover- sense. Gover- government's evil. <laughs> it always, um, always has been. It's that fucking meme, the moon meme. The yeah. Did you, oh, did you see that idiot today? Uh, he goes, Lincoln never said to the press. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, you Don't said talk Lincoln, to me that I way. Yeah, he's like, you never heard Lincoln say, uh, don't talk to me that way, I'm the president. You know, he never talked to the press bad. I'm like, yeah, he just had you guys thrown in prison and burned down your newspapers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. So there's, there's one last thing that I wanted to get to. And then there's one last question at the end of, or at the end of this, that's unrelated, but mm-hmm. we were talking about um, right before we started, we need to talk about what's her name? Cynthia Brown. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. You you sounded like you had some you had some shit to say about Cynthia Brown. Oh, oh no! Well, I was just watching that video right before I came on. I'm like, she tries to sound like this one actress, and she kind of looks like her, but she tries to sound like her. Typo. Did you figure out who that actress is? No, I googled oh. I googled black bald chick and fucking <laughs> Christian Kirsten Bell popped up, and I was like, well, that's what? not it. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna right. laugh my ass off at that that big like that uh, what's that porn star dude that was like going around Twitter forever. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! Johnny Sims. Johnny Sims. No, 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 the black dude. Oh, that's definitely not Johnny Sims. The one that yeah, had, like, he's not the black huge, at all. The huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have no idea what his name is, but like he's sitting on the bed, his legs are spread <laughs> open, and he just yes. has that massive fucking cock. Yeah. 
My dad sends me that frequently, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, on the Cynthia Brown thing, I just think – I think that's insane. I don't know what she is. Um, I don't know what – This is how evil government is. Exactly. They've gotten, they've gotten a whole generation of people. And it's not – well, it's not – it's more than just a generation because it's like – 15 year olds all the way up to like 60 year olds, but they've got them so spun up that a 1980s New York Democrat wins as a Republican (laughs) and they have to go to (laughs) fucking counseling and take drugs because they can't, they're too unstable to handle it. Yeah. I remember when, I remember when Obama won the first time I'm like, "Eh, fuck it. I got to go to work. Right. It's like, didn't and then I just realized it's like new asshole, same bullshit. Yep. Always has been, always will be. I, I, and, I mean, in her context of what she was saying, I mean, she said that basically like we had to put it into this Trump bullshit and anyone that was supporting him, we, we have to like, well, yeah, she they better watch out. We had to better watch yeah. out. We have to bring them down. And it's, it's almost, it's like, she made a second it, video. Did she? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't see that one. But there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah. Oh shit! My computer's being stupid. Oh. No. <laughs> was it? Was the second video just as bad? Worse. It was worse. Oh, yeah. what'd she say? Um. Watch. It's not going to be the. Oh yeah, there it is. Hold on. I'm going to send it to you real quick. Okay. I'll see if I can play it out loud. But I, I don't know. Just the, the first one was pretty bad. And it was just like, yo, how, how is this okay as a – like as any, an, any figure holding any type of power, how is this okay to yeah. try and silence voices with threats of violence? Like that should be like instantly yeah. not okay. No matter what party you're side on, like whatever. And I don't see any Democrats coming out against it. Like, well, they might, they might, uh, they might on this one because the I sent it to you, um, Luke. Okay. But it says Cynthia Johnson is an internet gift that keeps on giving. Oh and God. And my buddy Clay Martin, who I had on the show, and uh, he was an 18 Fox, which is uh, SF uh, Intel. He was also in Marine Corps before that. Um. He he he's the one that um, posted it. He goes, I wonder if that Joe Biden is called Dr. Hillary Clinton yet. News tomorrow, low-level Detroit rep dies, tra- dies tragically of COVID-induced fiery car crash into a bed of sheets, <laughs> or bed sheet suicide. Because apparently she's like starts calling out uh, Democrats and stuff. Oh, really? She's like, I've risked my life for you. You know, all this stuff. All right. Hey, I don't here, know, man. I got it. I was like, I got it. I'll play it real quick. It's only a minute and fifty-two, and then it's uh, like when I'm ed- it's like the, it's, it's almost like when those edibles kick in and they send you on a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, allegedly. We, yeah, allegedly. Here we go. Here we go. Let's listen to this shit. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not worried. I'm not going into. Uh, I'm not going underground. I'm not changing my fucking phone number. I ain't doing none of that. But we're going to change some shit that's been going on in the city of Detroit. Things that have happened to our people in our community. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. The Biden and Harris administration owes the city of Detroit. Somebody oh, in the yes. background. Mm -hmm. I put my life on the line for not only the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, the city of, De of Detroit. I put my life on the line for justice, for democracy. And mind you, I never called anyone out of their names, of course, unless they're liars or dumbasses. I appreciate you. Let's do things a little bit differently. We don't have to call people out of their names. We don't have to make threats. All we need to do is use your own words and use your own voicemail messages and use your own videos. Use your own shit. It won't be your words. God, she's it completely will be the unhinged. words of hate. Mm -hmm. It will be the words of hatred. And then the whole world can see. Oh my God, dude. That's, that's a psychopath Wait. if I ever saw one. Dude, when someone like that gets elected to the whatever fucking political position he is, it's like, conservatives, how can you not think this country is not sustainable? This person fucking hates you. Not only does she hate you, she wants you to pay for what you did the last four years. Mm -hmm. Which is shit post on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, I don't know how to convince, I, I really don't sometimes know how to convince conservatives. Like, the system is against you. You're fucked. Mm -hmm. You're fucked from the beginning. Like, no matter where your boundaries are, you're fucked from the beginning. So it's like these people are getting elected. Do you think it's going to get better from here? Mm -hmm. Do you do you think there's not going to be less of these people that hate you? It, it, I just I it, I hate that somehow conservatives are like the ones that are the most nationalist that we have to keep this country together, and they're the ones that I feel like are the ones that are most acceptable to like the idea of succession. But should be at least. <laughs> They should. Be. That's, that's what I'm saying. And Unfortunately, I, I, they they they're true believers in the union. The union, you know what I mean. And in some ways, for good, you know, not nefarious reasons, but um, you know, Luke, you had you had asked earlier, like, what is the the way forward for liberty? Forward. Yeah, and it's it's got to be cultural. It, it is. It's a, it's a mind shift. It's a cultural shift. Like it, that's what I believe. And I don't, and that's my whole point on the, at least the last episode was um, that I don't believe that voting is going to do it. No, it's almost like, like going back to relationship too. Right. It's about building relationships and like, yeah. honest, you know, like honest relationships, like, and then people see how you really are. And you're like, Oh, well, this dude's cool. You know, it's almost like how Eric July like became a libertarian. Yeah. You know, talking about like just meeting different people and stuff. And do you, do you think um, maybe not voting, but but do you think that there is value in a political party that is just dropping haymakers on the system and 
uh, pointing out the hypocrisies and how like it's totally unfair for people. Like, do, do, is there any uh, value in that? Maybe you're not voting for the candidate that they put up, but maybe they are just dropping fucking haymakers on the whole system itself. Uh, I am um, in the Peter Quinones school of radicalism. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I believe that too. <laughs> I believe that, that I think that's important. I, yeah. I think the I think the Libertarian Party itself has and has had the chance to do that, for I sure. Just, and for and sure. so like I think I believe that's important. I think I think it, we have to. I think as the Libertarians, if you did want to do it and the, you still wanted to stick with the Libertarian Party as that route, we got to clean that house up. Oh yeah, you have to. My my kind of thought process is like um, I love all the other avenues of approach to take down the state. Like no matter if that's agorism, that's, uh, um, well, you don't wh- have to whatever. Use one. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's what I'm saying is, to me, um, to me, agorism is about more. I, don't, I think agorism is less about starving the state. Cause if it can print its own food, you're not going to starve it to death. Sure. But I think agorism is more or less about benefiting you and the other person that you're engaging in agorism with. If right. it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't, don't, yes. cut your no- don't cut your nose off the spite your face. Right. I, yeah. I actually 100% agree with that. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think, I think there's uh, so many different avenues you can take to uh, achieve Liberty. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I approve of all of them and I hope everyone does every single one of them. But I also uh, think the one you're good at. Yeah. And, but I also think that, that there's a shit ton of blue pill people in this uh, country and mm-hmm. they, they, they do look for political means to make change. And I don't, I, I, I like, I, I might be advocating more for the Libertarian party than I should be, but I also, I, I'm not disregarding any other avenue for Liberty, but I just think that for in the short run, or at least in the recent um, uh, future, I think there could be possible avenues of approach if the Libertarian Party actually becomes what most Libertarians want what them the to Mises become. Caucus is. Yes, what the Mises caucus just drop fucking haymakers. Like I don't, I don't really necessarily care if if um, the Libertarian anarcho like an anarcho communist, as long as they're dropping the same haymakers yes. that we're talking about. You know what I mean? I would rather a bl- uh, red pilled leftist get up on fucking the Libertarian Party and shit on the cathedral than I would want some blue pilled um, oh, Joe Jurgensen right. fucking get up there and like pander to Who? the left. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it, that, that's my biggest point is, it, is like, uh, I, I don't, you can be a blue pilled libertarian. Like that's not, I, that's not impossible. I mean, uh, uh, I think Dave Smith brought it up on one of his podcasts, but I, I used to really like John Stossel and I still do like him, but he, he, he's blue pilled as fuck. It's like, mm-hmm. he thinks that there's a way to solve the problem through the, the memes of like negotiation. Political intervention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Political mm-hmm. intervention, but I've been negotiating with the establishment, but I don't think there's any means we can make with the uh, negotiating the establishment. We need to separate ourselves from the establishment and tell them that they are our enemy, no matter what, like resist them. That you, you guys are mm-hmm. fucking garbage. And mm-hmm. I think, that do I don't know. Culture. Yeah, yes. I, yes. Once, yes. Once the culture starts turning in that tide, yes. then, then 
Yes. Working in that but, way inside the system would make more sense. Yes. And I think there's a very huge opportunity right now for the Libertarian Party to uh, uh, move the culture that way, or at least put the ideas of what the culture is already thinking into uh, easy, acceptable, and digestible uh, opinions for people. Right. So I think that maybe, I'm not saying that. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that I would go out and vote for the Libertarian Party immediately, just no matter who they throw up. But if there's someone that's possible to at least change, like, I want liberty no matter what. Mm -hmm. Almost no matter what. I need to put that caveat. Yeah, I'll put the caveat of like almost because I don't want to slaughter people to get liberty. I want liberty right, right. through the peace and 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 uh, acceptable of other people's opinions. Um, but I just think that it, if there is a way we can achieve liberty through the bullshit system we live in, then maybe we should take the chance. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, um, I, mean, like, I don't. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna vote at all this election. I mean, I didn't. I voted vote for at all. I voted for Shane Hazel. Oh, well, yeah, you were in, you were in Georgia. Uh, yeah. I, I, I even told Shane when he came on a podcast, I'd probably vote for him, but that that's, that's an example that I mean is like, I'm trying to get him to run I, for, for governor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does. Yeah. Um, I was like, but, I'll be your press secretary. <laughs> <laughs> run his Twitter account. Yeah. What kind of dumbass bullshit question is that? <laughs> Next. <laughs> I just can't be that retarded. Next. And next. And that, and that's all I mean by the political means is like, we, we saw the Rand Paul movement more. A lot of us are probably here because of the Rand Paul movement. And I, I don't know if like we're here because of the Trump movement, at least a lot of us are woken up from the, the corporate press because of the, the Trump movement. Mm -hmm. And I think there's value in going through the political system because the most people that vote, happen to be somewhat political they might not be intelligently political or even understand their politics but mm -hmm. at least they're kind of paying attention and if there's someone out there through a libertarian party that you have to vote for i think there is a lot of value in that and mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if that's the answer or the best approach for liberty but i think it's if we're ex like kind of like if we're attacking an enemy from all fronts we're attacking them from the position that they live in we're attacking them from agorism we're attacking them from all sorts of avenues at once i think that's the way you bring down the cathedral no matter like what way they can maybe stop you prevent you or slow you down but if you're attacking them from all sides at once it's very hard for them to to stop the movement of liberty and at least in my opinion Mm -hmm. It's kind of like almost doing all those things at once. It's, what, it's the best way to well, what overload a, the system. Well, it's yeah. like best way to the best way to expose a dictatorial system is make them act like it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. I, I think it makes sense. Uh, I yeah. I understand, and I think at a certain point, I was just arguing for the point of argument's sake. Uh, uh, well, it's I'll like be, if you I'll don't want to vote, like if you consciously, like you feel it in your sure. bones. Like I felt dirty doing it, even though I was voting for Shane. I mean, sure, I that's my that's vote. my thing. I voted for Trump too, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was just kind and of a it, middle it, finger. I don't even like the guy, but I was like, I know they hate it. So, <laughs> but but th this is this is something that's actually kind of huge. And do you think? the the bringing down the cathedral is bigger or uh amplifying liberty right amplifying now. liberty is bigger in my i don't opinion. think the cathedral's coming down 
Yeah, I think the cultural shift is more important than bringing down what is there because that will get brought down if the cultural shift is already there. But if, uh, if, the, if bringing uh, down the yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say uh, like well, I I, kinda, I I see where Luke's going with that, and also the uh, the flip side of that, if you bring down the cathedral but you don't have the culture to support, something worse comes up. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I I yeah. I actually substantially agree with that. But yeah. I mean, look at Libya. Um, if Libya had a different culture, absolutely, and they were and they were basically toppled. But do you it, do you think different? Do you and, think that so. the the countries or uh, people in Soviet Union, uh, Russia, do you think they were ready for this huge cultural shift? No, no, and that's why Russia is still the way Russia is. Sh- sure. But do you, do you think um, from what Russia was before under the Soviet Union to they are now? Do you think they're more liberated? Um, I don't. Than, than the seventies? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that's an easy like yes. But at the same time, I don't. I don't. I I I guess I'm more for not an all at once solution because I think my, my idea of how it'll happen is very long and drawn out. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want it all at once. So like, I, I know it's going Mm -hmm. to take a long, a long and drawn out process for it to become like what I want it to be or what it, Mm -hmm. what it will be able to fall back on. But once it happens and once that, that tablecloth gets ripped underneath the plates and silverware and forks, the plates mm-hmm. and silverware and forks are already going to land in the spots that they need to land in because it got ripped out so fast and the foundation is already there that the table was created. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like in Russia, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't that foundation of it in what we believe is what truth, human freedom and our rights are and things like that. Sure. There, there wasn't that. And they latched on to the next best thing that offered them the best, situation if that culture and that foundation was already there i think you would have seen a lot different i think you'd see obviously a different russia than you have now and i don't want i don't want a minuscule step ahead with to make people complacent again Mm -hmm. i i'm under the i'm under the the uh idea that i will never see an anarchist society in my entire life but i i think that um, like succession, uh, I, I'm, I'm big on that. And I think the only way you can see succession is if you see multiple different uh, regions of our country that are just fed up and tired of the, the bullshit from the federal government. And I think that um, when, when they push them uh, to like, basically when they, where people are drawing uh, lines in the sand and people are going to be fed up. And eventually I think, the best situation is right now and where we have a uh, democratic president. And I think the right does so much better at being the resistance against the uh, cathedral or the federal well, suck government. Power, dude. Oh yeah. They're fucking terrible. I mean, Rand well, Paul was right about it when he said mm-hmm. that um, the, when there's the progressives or the Democrats are in power, the Republican party is the conservative party. But when the conservative party's in power, there is no conservative party. Yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I think times like now, I'm not saying that it will happen, but times like now where Joe Biden's the president, 
there's a slight shift in the House and the Senate's pretty much tied. Maybe there might be one Republican more than Democrat, I don't know. But when times are now where people don't want to put up with this shit, because I think majority of people um, throughout the country, um, especially spread out more, are, are conservative at, at their base, at least at some level, but they don't want any sort of influence from the, the federal government or anything like that. And I think that the Republicans or the conservatives play way much better uh, resistance team than the fucking bullshit left corporate press resistance where they're just against Trump, but they're actually for the entire war party and all that shit. Um, yeah, so is the conservative media. What, what so was that? For, so, well, the conservative media is not much better. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. But I think there's a, I think there's a huge, uh, maybe not huge, but there's a significant portion of the conservatives that are realizing that even Fox mm. News is bullshit. Yeah. Like they, well, I, well, unlike the left, I think that they're more in line across the board. But on the right, I think that there is a huge gap between just like your average everyday dude or gal living life and the party. Like well, I think those, you, I think those people are like more about liberty than the party is. The average dude. You, yeah. you think the Republican base is more about liberty than the Republican party? Is that what you're saying? I think I think so. Cuz Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. Cuz all I do I is hear about them bitching about Republican um they bitch about Republican um politicians as much as they do, uh, do Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's I, like I, I think really that hate both of them, but I'm going to yeah. vote for this one. Yeah. 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 And, and like you said, the fuck you vote was a big vote this year, I believe. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, you know, like if you, if you don't want to do that, then fine. Don't, it's not, you know, whatever. Like I pro like I still kind of shaking off, guess kind of shaking off that program, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if it means anything. But if yeah. it does, I'm going to try to leverage the scale in the right direction if I can, even though I know that choice sucks, but that person is, could be a placeholder until somebody better comes around. Right. I know it's bullshit. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that, yeah, I think that's pretty true on what you said. All right. Um, and, and my voting location is literally like a quarter mile from my house. So it's good. And I got to pass by. So it was easy. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> I, go right. the, I go there, then the liquor store, then home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. If you had to do it. Um, <laughs> all right. So I got the final question. Cause we've three this, hours. Yeah. Three hours. Um, doesn't feel like it. Shit. No, it doesn't. I, Not at I, think all. That's, I think that's what we were talking about earlier, where once you get vets in a room, man, they can talk for hours and it doesn't feel like time has gone by at all. The smoke pit, bro. Yep, the smoke pit. Um, <laughs> final question we ask all of our guests usually, um, but especially our military vets uh, that come on the show. What did your tag? What What was your uh, time that you saw the tax dollars go to the most bullshit thing that you um, have seen? This is what um, your tax dollars go to. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be yeah. military related. <laughs> Damn. Um, hmm. I can tell you about the time I wasted some tax dollars. Yeah, that's perfect too. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. So we were deployed and it was towards the end and we were like, we were kind of 
doing the movement back. Like we were back in Kuwait and we were kind of waiting to leave and it was hot as shit. Um, and I, I had, uh, procured a thermometer from the mess hall and I had it hanging in the tent and that thing was like pegged out and I threw it on the ground. And, uh, apparently the officers had gotten generators and were running AC in their tent. And so, um, it's weird. Someone had taken out all the drain plugs for those, um, generators and they quit working. So they didn't have AC anymore. Was that someone you? (laughs) (laughs) Or either non-confirmed. That that's I cannot awesome. confirm or deny. I, I neither confirm or deny. I did not have sexual relations with that AC system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, then you saw like just all uh, all the like the Halliburton stuff over there, and like pallets and pallets and pallets of water that they'd have to throw away. That's insane, dude. It, like yeah. I. I you heard um, his dad talk about the one where they were just driving fucking tanks and shit off the side of the, the, uh, Oh yeah. They they dock. Leave, leave, leave equipment in country. And it's just insane. That's like millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Like, also, I can under- also they can get a budget increase next year. Yep. And yeah, you I- know what? I can tell you what your tax dollars uh, paid for. That's a waste. I joined the military. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, did you see yeah. uh, Biden's uh, defense secretary pick is on the board of Raytheon? Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucker, dude. What's the name? Hey, but he's black, guys. Yeah. He's black, yeah, so he's look, different. He's different. That's what counts, you know. It's fucking insane. Insane. It's a. It's a weird. It's a bizarre world right now. It's a bizarro world. It is, dude. And, it is. You know, they're fucking the, the cat. I'm just the holding 90s. the tail. <laughs> I miss I miss pre nine eleven. I mean I know things were still messed up then, but I think they were hopefully less so. It didn't it didn't seem like it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always talk I, I always tell people like So I didn't even the, think about politics, dude. Like, no, the nineties were a different time, man. It did not even cross my mind. They're like the president said so. I'm like, who? <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> Bill Clinton, Don't who care. the fuck is that? Yeah. Dude, uh, I'll be honest, dude, up until Trump started getting fucking a big name in politics. I I was like, I don't really give a shit. Like, who's in charge? Like, I, yeah, I knew not he give a was because he was big in the eighties and like he was in every single rap song in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, I I remember being in my uh shop in Okinawa, Japan, and there my my uh sergeant was like, Barack Obama just assassinated two American citizens, and he and i was like oh really why and he was like oh they were affiliated with this terrorist organization and then i was like good good fuck them fuck them had no no grounding no understanding of the situation but once i heard they were part of that some terrorist organization or whatever the american government deemed a terrorist organization i was like okay who who gives a shit they're fucking they're terrorists who was it that uh, somebody said like all uh, like American gun owners are terrorists? And someone goes, "Oh, really? Then I'm wait. I'm still waiting on my pallets of cash and guns from the CIA." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. fucking truth. 
Yeah, I don't know who that was, but that's fucking uh, true. Terrorist awesome. or drug runners, man. Either one. Yeah, right. It's fucking oh. bizarre. It's like, which world. one pays more? Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. we, we we always joke that we were gonna just go to the Middle East and take over a, you know, a third world country and somewhere in the Middle East, and then be like, all right, we made it here. Uh, can you pay us now so we can survive and be? Yeah. Well, you saw that. You saw that Marine got busted going to Haiti. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> Yo, smart man, smart man. He just got caught, so not smart enough, I guess. He was a marine, so. Yeah. All right, <laughs> boys. Well, I gotta, I gotta yeah. cut out. I hear the dogs scratching at the door. Yeah, mine, mine's getting that way too. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, guy. Yeah, I really appreciate it too, man. Thank you. We'll have to, we'll have to come on your show, maybe one at a time, and we'll fucking get down to business and uh, and different things. But um, yeah, I'm gonna throw out all your shit. But is there anything that you want to promote right now? Um, no, nah, I mean, like we were just talking about culture. I think, you know, everyone always asks us what it would be like an anarchist thing is like, well, there's good people that would help each other. And I say, we just go ahead and start living that way. Yeah. And be that, be that good person helping other people. Yep. Do good recklessly, man. That's it, dude. Hashtag that shit. Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll name the fucking episode it. There you go. Do good recklessly with fucking vet archist from smoke pit story time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Typo, you got anything? I just want to say uh, thanks, Brent, for coming on. It was a great conversation, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you get to talk again, dude. Oh, definitely, man. I'm, I'm always down. All right, man. Well, thanks again, and uh, that's the fucking shit show. We out. Yeah.